0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. ba da ba ba
1: Go for it. this week's episode of the realest podcast ever is sponsored by dope shows and the first ever dope fest this saturday july 6th live from the man music center 5201 parkside avenue in west philadelphia right in the heart of Fairmount park tickets are available now at ticketmaster.com there's also ultra vip tickets available as well if you contact me directly at plus.ceo on instagram or you can contact the dope shows team underscore dope underscore shows on instagram for the custom vip experience tickets as well with catered food uh video game tent and a live music experience unlike anything else you're going to get in philadelphia this summer this saturday july 6 dope shows presents the first ever dope fest live from the man music center in Fairmount park tickets available now at ticketmaster.com C-R.
2: Realest podcast ever. Realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Ooh. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. Street. Street. The best two hours out of every week. Why the end? Dinosaurs and why Real talk every time. This is what you need. Yeah. We just out here popping shit. Dana. It's your boy C Diddy and Matt. Makes me sick.
0: T R P E T R P E. Yeah. TRPE, TRPE,
3: go! The realest podcast ever.
0: The realest podcast ever. Jim,
1: for me. Oh man. You know it's a good Sunday. When you haven't been somewhere for a long time, we we'll say, what's, what's the Drake line? When the last time you did something for the first time? This is it for me. Um, it's been about six weeks since the last Realest Podcast ever. Um, this is your boy C. Diddy. Um, I got some special guests in the studio with me. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But um, starting off, we got some things to address. Like we haven't had a show, like I said, in about six weeks. Um, I'm good. How are y'all? Y'all can't talk to me. I can talk to y'all. But um, basically, you know, we've... uh had a little growing pains with the show, whatever like that, last couple of weeks or whatever like that. And then, um, you know, there's a big milestone event coming up in Philly, which is part of the reason why I'm here today. Um, it's actually coming up next week. It's going to be the Dope Fest, um, powered by Dope Shows. Um, and I had to make sure that no matter what else was going on in my life, I had to make sure that I got here in the studio at the very minimum, even if it was for 30 minutes. Um, To talk about the Dope Fest because it's an amazing thing that um, the the team from Dope Shows is doing as far as, you know, taking their company and elevating it to the next level. And then also um, making TRPE a part of it and um, just making us a part of everything they do in one way or another, whether it be advertising, coming on the show, exclusives as far as, you know, concert announcements, stuff like that. So I actually... Absolutely had to pay that forward. But if case y'all haven't noticed yet, there's only one voice coming through the microphone. Why is that? The reason is um, my co-host, Matt, he's actually on administrative leave right now. Uh, Matt's got some like family stuff and some personal things that he's dealing with right now. So he's just literally like we had a big talk um earlier in the week. He's just totally out of podcast mode. Like, you know, I tried to like go to him. I tried to, you know, send him heartfelt messages from people, letters, all type of stuff. And he just basically let me know like, yo, bro, like I'm just on some other stuff right now. I'm not really in podcast mode. Um you know maybe in a couple of weeks he might be in a different you know in a different mind state or whatever like that but as of right now that's just kind of what it is but um I wouldn't be the smart guy that I am if I was to come here and just talk to y'all open ended for 2 hours by myself so I do have some special guests in the studio which I alluded to on uh social media uh, my first guest he's a Friend to the show, actually family to the show. This is my brother right here. Um, you know, he's been on here, you know, probably more times than any other uh special guest and he's here today. Announce yourself to the people.
4: What's up, y'all? Pastor Carl Day, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm back with my boy, my brother, you know, ready to kick it tonight. So, uh what's what's new with you, good brother? Oh man, you know, um same old same man, just on the work. You know, we ready to uh kick a program off, uh start July eighth. Uh, cast-offs to conquerors, uh, doing life-on-life mentoring. Got brothers from the hood, working with the youngins from the hood. Um, Eight-week program, you know, sending kids away for a week, getting them out the hood to a sports camp, you know, upstate New York. That's amazing. You know, trying to to, to deter the violence, you know what I mean? Trying to turn it down, man, so... You know, you can walk on any street corner and see them from 13 to 35. So we're going to have real conversations with them from 13 to 35 in the same room for eight weeks. And, you know, we really going to talk life and focus on prevention and preparation.
1: That's that's excellent. Um, see, I don't know what's up with these headphones. I don't know if it's the box or this cord right here. I'm having like a little technical difficulties with these headphones that keep cutting out on me. But, um,. Like I said, uh, Pastor Carl, my brothers here. here. Um, we also got some other special guests into the studio. I'm going to switch headphones. But uh, we got some other special guests in the studio. I just talked about what they got going on. Saturday, July 6th, Man Music Center, something epic for the city, something that every single person, if y'all into concerts, if y'all into you know these artists and stuff like that, these guys literally is laying it all on the line. And this is like a landmark event for them, for their company, and for the city because – This crew of people that I'm about to introduce y'all to, which y'all talked to before, um, is completely homegrown. They like a Philly original. They not like, oh, they say they're from Philly, but they really from Morrisville. They not like, they not from uh, saying they from Philly, but they really from uh, from Voorhees, New Jersey. Like, no, this is original West Philly's own dope shows, man. Say what's up to the people. What's up, up, up? folks?
3: What's good? What's good? Steph, Mir. Dope shows, dope shows, dope fest this weekend.
1: Dope fest is this weekend, man. We yeah. we even went from we initially talked about this back in like February, March. I think was the first time we talked about it. And right. um, for people that don't know, that's literally how long it takes to put something together that's to this level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: mean, we started our little baby show was January twenty sixth. We was working on it before, like during the yeah. little baby promo. But we went in like full festival mode after that, and then we haven't done anything since little baby. So now, just in preparation for the festival.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, run down the lineup real quick on who's going to be at the festival, who's headlining, any surprises, like anything that y'all can give the people as far as what's already out in the forefront that they might not be aware of.
3: We got P&B Rock. Um, we got Pusha T. We got the Baby, We got Young Dolph. We got Lil Dirt. We got Cowboy. Um, as far as Philly people, we got Sim Santana. We got Rocky. Who killing it? Uh Broad Grader, Zai Sosa, Sean Sloan, uh Zai Zai Maskeyat, um Kill Switch. Kill Switch. But uh it might it's probably gonna be some surprise guests yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: It was another uh Philly artist, somebody that told me Oh, Dope Boy from South Philly.
2: Yeah, he just got added. He
1: just got, he just got added also. Yeah. yeah, I got an event with them on Friday the fifth. And uh, he was they was telling me uh E J his manager was telling yeah. me that they just got added to the joint too. So shout out the shout out to them also. Mm.
2: Yeah, E J that's like
3: family. Yeah. So we wanted to you know, like for for a lot of the festivals, sometimes they don't get the platform to, to uh to perform, so you wanted to give yeah. some of the guys that may not always get that platform a chance to perform on a on a bigger stage as well.
1: So. Absolutely, y'all got uh Sam Santana on there. Uh, for mm-hmm. those we, in the since the last time we recorded this podcast, he literally had a record that nobody was talking about, and now he got a record that everybody everybody's talking mm-hmm. about, and yeah, he just signed like two, a big deal with Columbia.
2: He got like two million views on uh YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hey, that record going crazy.
1: That's crazy. Shout out to Kion, my Brown, Kuzzi. Um, That's all part of his management situation uh, for Sim Santana. He actually, um, I had a concert uh, Memorial Day weekend. He performed at the concert, and mm-hmm. then everybody was leaving the show, hitting me up about him. Right. And at the time when he was performing, I was dealing with some whole other stuff <laughs> as far as right. running the show, mm-hmm. and I missed him. And people sending me videos like, who this? I'm trying to sign them. Like, label people, managers, everybody was like mm-hmm. looking for this kid. And then you fast yeah. forward a month later, and he signed to Columbia.
2: Right That's yeah, crazy That was really when I That was when I first seen it. I was seeing like people Posting it from your That's show That footage from that yeah. show Yeah That was when I first seen it And then we Then he did that dance With the cast
3: on his leg And that went viral <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Then he was that out, out Yeah Yeah that
1: went viral Mm-hmm Um, He seemed like a good kid, though. Yeah, no, definitely. He's super talented. I'm interested to see um, what he going to do now that, you know, he got the platform. Like, a lot of things, you know, with these artists, man, especially, like, the the, the youngins and the local artists, man, what they got to realize is when they be going and negotiating these deals, it ain't always necessarily about the money. Like, Mm -hmm. it be about, like, the label support and, like, who's going to get behind you and, like push right, you right. and make sure that you know you become a For national sure. act and not just you know state sure. regional because you could go to empire in in san francisco and get two hundred thousand dollars and they mm-hmm. can just do your digital distro and <clears> you could market yourself
0: who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? ba-da-ba-ba-ba
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like art. Right, if you are gonna sign to a major and basically give away, yeah, your likeness and mm-hmm. your right. intellectual property and all that, yeah, they, they, gotta, get the, really they, they, they gotta get really behind it and yeah. make sure that your records go where they supposed to go. So sure. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with some with, uh, with Columbia. They've been signing a lot of urban artists. Yeah, they have. I was just playing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing something for him, but the cards This boy from. Um, I don't even know where he's from. He got like this weird. Uh, it's kind of like a Mexican song. It's called Uno. His name ABMJ. From like I think he's from Cali. Yeah. And he signed with Columbia. He signed with Columbia. But I was seeing like I followed the AR that signed them, and I was seeing them like post everybody. He like signed. let me check out. Yeah. This. yeah. And I checked him out. I was like, damn, they just posting. They just getting people with good songs or whatever. Right. That's their thing right now. So yeah, yeah for cool. sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Plus, plus, like in this business, you gotta you gotta be ahead of the curve. Like when y'all did the baby. It was like, it was like, like oh, it was yeah, like, what a, it was yeah. like, all right, yeah, cool. No, no, no. Mirror was telling me about it, and because his little brother was telling him yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: my little brother it. like like a secret, like A and R. He'd be knowing everything <laughs> before, <to> yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. before. It. Come on. Yeah. So he was
3: like, and me, and we was going back and forth. He's like, man, we got to do the baby. I'm like, man, I ain't never heard. Of <laughs> like, he was like, no, like. um, We got to do him. I'm like, all right, well, we was trying to get it done. We found out they had y'all show. Yeah. We was going to do it. We was going to announce it after that show, but then they had, like, a lot going on. They didn't want to commit to the date, so we couldn't get it done early. Yeah, he
1: actually is – he double booked that day with y'all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had
3: to get him a private jet. I've been seeing
1: him popping off three, four, five joints a day sometimes, depending on, like, where he at. Man, he, like, super on fire right now. But, yeah, it's like – as far as, like, the whole being ahead of the curve thing, it's like – you could be ahead of the curve in a good way mm-hmm. or you could also be ahead of the curve like in a bad way. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can it's a such thing as like being too, too early on mm-hmm. an artist yeah, because yeah. it's like, you know, as being music all of us being music people, you could mm-hmm. look at certain scenarios and be like, "All right, he whipped this person, he signed to this person, this is going to happen, they're yeah. going to put this video out, this is going to happen." Right. But if it don't happen in time, mm-hmm. yeah. Your yeah. money be on the line. Right, you know sure. what I'm saying? And yeah, it's like yeah. your money and then ultimately your reputation because yeah. then it's like who is this person that yeah. y'all promoting yeah. or whatever right. like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. You could experience that too.
3: But but it was good The job brung him because it's like it, he, he sold out and he came to the market and it's like now people know him, them thousand people know him, but the, it was a, Probably two, three thousand people that never seen him there. exactly, and so they want to see him too.
1: The biggest thing I got following that show was like, when was the baby here? Like, like a lot of people missed it because right. it was like on a Wednesday. Yeah, it just kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no big mass media promo, like you know, right. Philly people was like still listening to the radio. Yeah, so right. like it right. wasn't like on the radio. <laughs> like it was yeah. just like a it was just a phenomenon. It was mm-hmm. an internet based thing, and the internet carried the show to a sellout, yeah. and people missed it, and then they like, well, then he need to come back, and right? Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. y'all, and y'all had, had like a heck time. of
2: a week too. Yeah. It was like yeah, yeah. he like spiked yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I'm looking at stuff the whole time yeah. like I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it be a lot of that too no, we, going yeah, just going into sure. it like just knowing the right artist to pick or like you saying sometimes it could be a bad thing if you too yeah. ahead of the curve yeah. or you could book an artist and like the NBA YoungBoy case is like we booked NBA, he was super hot. Everybody was asking for him. We felt like he had never been to Philly and got his just due here. Right. And it was like we put him on the show and then rolling loud happened, yeah. catch a case. Now he can't, now he locked up. It's yeah. like and then the fans start feeling like like it's on us. Like <laughs> right. like, all got him yeah, like, like we got yeah. something to do with it or like, is he gonna be out? Like ask the judge. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like especially, I'm hoping the same way you hoping.
3: Especially that Dirk situation, man. I'm I'm happy he came home, but they was whamming us about Dirk. Like Dirk ain't going to be there. Y'all false advertising Dirk. It's like, we paid Dirk. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk still got our money, Dirk. so Dirk get promoted. <laughs> like, like, Dirk ain't send no refunds, so, so he on the show. He on the show. So, um, But a lot of that stuff affected. So I guess that's stuff we learned this year. Yeah. Next year, we may go. We probably go a little bit safer as
1: far, <laughs> as, as, far as the accent. Yeah, end. but yeah. – uh, might be a little yeah. pump as opposed to a little dirt. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably. <laughs> and probably. it was and it was crazy because we had been talking about NBA a bunch of times. Yeah, uh-huh. and it was always like being honest. It was always like a fear. Of like, and he be having a lot. Like everybody loves his music, but he be having a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't really the fear of like him him getting locked up. It was more so like the fear of like him fighting. him fighting or yeah. him getting into things with the fans uh-huh. or. The show being disrupted in that way. But then we was like, you know what? We're going to take the shot. And it's like, we took the shot. And then right. this happened. Yeah. And
3: we also had a uh, discussion about uh Nipsey. We was rumbling. <laughs> we was rumbling about right. Nipsey. Before Nipsey got killed, of course, rest in peace to Nip. Um, I love Nip. Like, I'm a big Nip yeah. fan. So uh it was between Nip or Pusha. Of course, uh, Mira won. <laughs> but I was like... I was like, man, like Nip, he like, and I we still be going back and forth about this. I'm like, he the Jay-Z for the West Coast, man. He like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. If he's Jay-Z I for feel the West like Coast. I feel like he West. he was the meek. He At the, the, West, the meek the, of whatever. the West Coast. Jay-Z Jay, <laughs> but, Jay is a bit far I, to me. Yeah, but I really wanna nip. Rest in peace to Nip. Yeah, bro. I really yeah. wanna nip. And uh, we just be having a little Back and forth, like with the baby,
1: the nip thing. So, and it's 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 just it's funny you bring up nip because nip is one of them artists that you know when he went into Atlantic, people was like, why he signed with Atlantic, mm-hmm. Um, because of you know all of the different stuff in the media about how they break artists and they got a a, a, a pamphlet about how to make a hit record and mm-hmm. all that stupid shit that Mike Karen was doing up there. But it's like nip, like Ti, ten years before him went into Atlantic with a plan and said. I want XYZ. So it's like he had certain trade-offs that he gave up in order to keep his uh his masters and keep his intellectual right. property and he might have traded off some marketing dollars to where it's like it didn't reach the east coast the way that it mm-hmm. needed to even mm-hmm. though everybody now regards Victory Latin yeah. as a classic album. Yeah. So it's like it's a give and take mm-hmm. to right. the music industry and it's like sometimes you be right, sometimes you be wrong, sometimes you be half right, yeah. right, half wrong or right. whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely Steph diehard Nip fan before even all of this. Yeah, I I liked the music before. I couldn't. I ain't gonna say I was a diehard fan. It was just when lining those two artists up, I just felt like Pusha had more like what Philly embodied right. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um And then we like like Steph said, we went back and forth about it, but we went back and forth about a lot of a artists. Lot of, a lot of artists. Yeah, like the lineup that we ended up with wasn't <laughs> necessarily the lineup it. that we came in yeah. wanting. Um It was. It was a timing thing. Yeah, it was a it was a we ended up being the same day as the wireless festival in London. Yeah, for those um, of you yeah, that don't know,
1: a, that's like one of the three biggest festivals in the right. world. Not And th- it's three days. <laughs> yeah.
2: So like I we I knew about the wireless festival. However, when we were scheduling our date, it wasn't like I wasn't paying mm-hmm.
1: right. attention paying today. London yeah, no London schedule,
2: no mind. Yeah. So like the first act we went at, there was Future. And they they was acting like at first they could get it done. We was negotiating about the money and then it was like, of course, they offered more, like they, w- they was willing to pay more at the time yeah. and then, so he went with that date. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to do the future situation. Then we was trying to get Meek and it was like, Meek was, ro- we knew that he was rolling out some type of arena tour. We didn't necessarily know it was going to be future on it. At first, then yeah. he was saying like some made in America stuff. It was just a lot of rumors yeah. about why he couldn't take the Philly date. Like we was talking to him directly. So yeah. it was like, went through all of that. So then Rock was always going to be on the festival. It was just like where where the placement was going to be. But then we knew like the album was coming out and he was going to have all of these things coming. And it's like Rock was one of our biggest shows to date when we did two shows. Right. One day, 5,000 people. Yeah. So it just made sense. Like we close with they, we close with them as well. They've been supporting the brand right. since day one. So it was mm-hmm. like we're going to give Rock that look, especially on top of like the way things had played out for us. Yeah.
3: We also it a uh, couple of people that's on the wireless festival, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby, uh Meg Meg the Stallion, Uzi. We went at a lot of them. Yeah. Too, but they Young Thug, he was on there. So they basically had everybody. Right. So we was we had we had announced the date, so we was kinda pickle in there and then we had discussed like maybe moving it back or like the man had a lot of stuff for the summer, so it was like we couldn't really find another date, so we just stuck yeah. with that date. Yeah, I know oh. Juice
1: World just did the man they said he did like 6,900 tickets yeah. or something like that yeah, like yeah, crazy shit we
3: tried to we was gonna get him too but then he ended up being on uh, Made in America so we talked to a lot of people though Yeah, but you know it's a lot to go into it's a lot
1: of moving parts Yeah, a lot of especially moving parts. when you're doing like a 8,000 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: and it's like we in the business and I ain't gonna lie that it's like it's so much stuff that I didn't like we didn't even see like as far as even just that like the wireless festival being the same date is like if we could have picked another date but like who thinking about what's going on in london when you picking a, you a, a yeah philly. like when you right. thinking you yeah. picking a date for philly yeah. or just had like wrote like rolling out with other festivals It's like you everybody everybody lineups is top secret. So it's like until the artists tell you like we don't we we hear who who on Made in America or we hear who on Roots Picnic, but it's it's not finalized until it touched the people because right. people we had artists that we lost NBA prime example, but even people before we made it to the point of being able to announce the show. So it's like it's some people that we wanted, but then they ended up getting announced on other stuff. So it just throw off your whole right. your whole plan.
3: Even Meg wasn't on wireless until she just got smoking hot and we were talking he yeah, it. we was talking to them and they was gonna do it. If
0: you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
5: It was just a really long drive
4: at participating McDonald's
3: and um then they was like she gotta do something over there that week. And she gonna end up staying the whole week, so it was like we was out. And she had a booking on the sixth, but she was gonna do like what, what the baby did.
1: Yeah, double booking.
3: Yeah, but um, they was like they couldn't do it because they canceled that, and they just going to London. That's the type of influence you got you got to deal with, like with the bigger companies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like dealing with them, working around that. So even to just get a quality lineup in the midst of that is kind of like it's like it's like it's, yeah, for yeah. real because like they. <laughs> They, You know, these companies, they nice and all that, but it, they it's a lot to go into that. Like, there's a
1: whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole nother podcast, podcast we can talk about. Yeah, so. So how how do y'all foresee the Dirk situation playing out as far as y'all show? Because I know he got a bunch of stipulations with his release, and he yeah. on bond, but he can travel, but yeah. it's a curfew. And right. yeah. people calling me about after parties and, yeah. like. Yeah.
2: The funny thing though is that his camp is is willing to take at the party, so I don't know how the curfew situation worked. Okay. They just texted the day he got out and was basically like, "We going" because we was whamming them because people was yeah. whamming us. Yeah. So it was like the day he got out, they just texted like, "Yo, we gonna see y'all on the 6th. Yeah. So it was like that was like a relief. And right. then we asked, and they were saying like he fine with set times, like they they moving as if they got it all under control. So right. I don't necessarily know what it look like.
3: They've been telling us that he was going to get out. Even in the midst of we was like, I don't know, because like they was like, we seen him on camera and all this. And they was like, I'm telling you, don't believe what you're seeing in the media. He going to get out. I'm like, I don't know, dog. Maybe we need to <laughs> 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 Yeah, like we start we start yeah, being like, Man, yeah, send the deposit yeah, back. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, cause it ain't looking good. They like, no, we, he gonna be home in time. And then the mm-hmm. fans is trolling us. And so right. they like, mm-hmm. y'all got him locked up. Yeah. <laughs> or it's y'all fault. Yeah. So they it was mm-hmm. it was definitely a battle. Like those were some weeks where me and Steph was saying up real late, like, yeah. what we gonna do? Yeah. So it's been like an emotional roller coaster with it, definitely. but we a week away and it's yeah. like at yeah. this point on on the 7th history is gonna be made for our city yeah. it's something home growing our company only 2 years old Yeah, so I mean it's something that we, once we when we launched the company we said we was gonna do a festival 2 years in so it was like we, we set out to do it We it's gonna happen right. July 6th yeah that's so major. so note to self man never uh accept the invite to the,
4: the pre open dope shows cuz you might I might get locked up sporadically <laughs> like <laughs> for nothing you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all y'all y'all, y'all, y'all prison jinx <laughs>
2: <laughs> The crazy part though is We've done 11 shows to date in two years. Never We've had never had any issues issue. with any artists not coming. Nah.
1: But logistics are none of that. None of it, none
2: that. of, yeah. nothing.
4: That's no. a big deal, man. Yeah, in so, two years, y'all got all these folks coming yeah, through. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah,
2: but it's crazy that it's like the biggest thing we're doing is like the mm-hmm. two month a month in, yeah, it's yeah. Like all then type we of start calamities. everything start happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, whatever, we built for it. So we rolled sure. them with the punches. Um, it's gonna be a great show. We mm-hmm. put a lot into it. We've been working on it since January. Yeah, um, it's still a lot of work that got to get done. Even being a week out, it's just it's so much that going into it. It's so much logistically you got to think about. It's six seven artists time that's flying into the city that right. day and like travel and making sure this person make their flight. We watching the weather's like because the baby we had to get him a private jet and you want to make he got. He booked somewhere. I
1: think in South Carolina or something he, like that. He
2: booked yeah. in South Carolina that night, but he coming from, like, a, a small Birmingham. town, Birmingham, Alabama. So it's like, so you got to make sure that, like, he, he can't miss his right. the private jet, and then he got to be out of here by a certain time. Right. So it's like, it's a small window. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot to think about.
1: mm mm-hmm. So based on where y'all at right now, with it being six days out, um, you know, how y'all feeling about the the overall experience? What's the feedback from the people? um and any other like little behind the scenes stuff y'all can share with the people and then especially where can they get tickets at so
2: tickets are available at ticketmaster.com they're also available at uh, the majority of all the DTLR stores the main um,
3: box office right there on uh what was that 5201
2: 5201 parkside south avenue it's right they
3: open all day every day
1: so. Uh D T L R uh Villa has been like a real big strategic partner to y'all. How did y'all establish that relationship and like speak to how that infrastructure and them having all them stores and all that? How does that help like a lot of y'all show rotations run? It's
2: actually crazy how it came about. We did a show in Baltimore, which mm-hmm. you was a part of that. Yeah. Um podcast was a part of it. Mm-hmm. So the when we did the show, D T L R is a their headquarters is in Baltimore. So we got connected with them during that show, but they didn't have no stories here. But they were still watching our impact following that show. And they kept saying to us, like a lot of the reps that we got close with during that time was saying like, dang, like they was coming up for some of our shows or they were saying like, dang, y'all should come, like when y'all gonna come back to Baltimore to do a show? And then when they ended up inquiring Sneaker Villa or whatever the merger, I just happened to see it one day on Instagram. and i reached out to the, to the lady that we was working with. She had got, this was like a year later, so she had gotten a promotion and it was like she was in she was in a position to do a little bit more than what she did when we was at when we was in Baltimore and with her just following the brand, following our work. Yeah. She basically was like, I wanna do more than just partner with y'all on one show. Like I wanna partner with the brand and like let's create some stuff that we doing in Baltimore that we would like to see happen in Philly. Baltimore is a real street ticket city. Car
1: tickets, yeah, yeah walk-ups. So
2: walk-ups and they do a lot of this they do a lot of the sales in the stores, mm-hmm. but like Philly, we're not really known for that. Yeah. So it was like they've been like piling with our brand to make sure that like we could start developing that here to where getting people to go in traffic into the stores. Like the Lil Baby Show was the most tickets in Philly that they ever sold in the DTLR. Yeah. Yeah. And then this shit, this shit, the festival should top that. Yeah. So it was like that's where that partnership came from. It really came from like us being in Baltimore, in Baltimore right. and mm-hmm. then it just working out. Yeah. Guys playing, like, yeah, <laughs> them, taking, them taking over Sneaker Villa and like yeah. us having those relationships.
3: They've been a great partner, though, Shout yeah. Out to DTLR,
2: and I feel like it, they got a lot of platforms that like mm-hmm. people that we made. Like, they got the DTLR radio. When you say like how it impacts us or help yeah. us, it's like they got DTLR radio, it's in Baltimore, but they play in all their stores. So it was like we went on there and did an interview or like they got their own commercials that's running just in the store, so somebody could be in there. Shopping with their kids, and they just gonna hear it, mm-hmm. which is not, that's just advertise, free advertisement that they provide yeah. for us. Um, also, like through their social medias, they blasting it out, or at the festival, they're gonna have like tents and they're bringing like an air stream where it's gonna be like basically like a live broadcast on their radio station that playing all their stores across the world. So gotcha. they might got 300 stores across the world. Anybody that's in the the store in the DTLR on July 6th, they they're gonna be hearing about dope shows in Florida or wherever. It just make our it helps our brand as well.
3: Major. So we got DTLR as the one of the main sponsors. We got uh, Soroc, and uh, Crown Royal. They're gonna be doing a sponsorship. Uh, Ethic. We partner with them on our merch. We have uh, AT and T coming in this week. Well, see man, y'all had got, the paradox ca- yeah, collab, hottest yeah. brand
1: street brand in Philly right yeah, now. Yeah, for paradox. sure.
3: Paradox, torture. Um, we gave a lot of a lot of brand, a lot of smaller brands a, a look too, because like it's homegrown, and you know, like I said, even with the rappers, like they don't always get that opportunity. So, exactly. you know, that was something we was conscious about doing. Yeah, uh,
2: Barb came on from Tasty's. Yeah, Barb, Tasty's, catering yeah. the VIP tent. She's catering tent the right? VIP tent yeah. and giving us some backstage love, so that way the yeah. artist is able to eat good that day. Yeah.
1: Um, talk about the uh, VIP experience that's tied to the show um, for, for those who need VIP tickets y'all can hit me up directly I got VIP uh, <laughs> tickets also um, it's a limited amount you know what I'm saying it, everybody ain't, it's Philly and my man Coco I say this all the time Coco told me 10 years ago he said, he said Chad it's Philly everybody's uh-huh. VIP but for this particular point of this festival yeah. everybody's everybody not VIP, VIP. No. so if you need VIP experience hit me up and uh, it's funny we talk about Baltimore the Philly Baltimore connection I got a lot of people coming up from Baltimore this weekend for an event that I'm doing Friday, and I they convinced everybody to stay over and come to the show. So right. it's a lot of Baltimore people coming up. Shout out my man Doe; it's his birthday coming up this week. Uh, we celebrating his birthday on Friday at Reserve, and then I'm bringing everybody to the concert on Saturday. So yeah. it's going to be like a crazy experience.
2: Yeah, the VIP experience. We be, like we really go to a lot of a lot of other festivals just to kind of see what's going on in the mm-hmm. market. And when we the last few festivals we went to, we just felt like. They didn't embody the VIP experience that we was like accustomed to seeing where it's like open bar, free, good food and like games and fun and like DJ and all of these things like a whole nother experience right. outside of the festival. So it's essentially like you could go part, be part of the festival and then you could go in this tent and you kind of in your own world with photo ops and just all of these different mm-hmm. things that we putting into it. So the VIP experience I would encourage. I mean Chad was 100% right. Everybody is not VIP or everybody right. won't be able to experience it, but for those of you yeah. who can, it's like I think that I think that's the if I if I wasn't working the festival, that's where, that's where would I would be right.
3: for sure. So it's going to be like uh we're going to have like a lounge area. We get we get rent furniture. Um it's going to be decorated like this is a VIP experience. Like, yeah. even with the bigger festivals, you go into the VIP. is like... Real bony. Sit over here. <laughs> and you got a cash bar. You got 50 of drinks. So, we really kind of curated it. So, hopefully people appreciate it. And every year is going to
0: get bigger. Yeah. We got- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba some more ideas that we didn't implement this year for the vip that we're gonna implement next year right.
1: yeah so so what's uh what's next for the future of dope shows what do y'all envision you know three months six months 12 months from now for what what, what else y'all want to uh you know want to do anything that you could talk about
3: we're gonna we're gonna go we're we gonna st- we're gonna roll out a series of concerts probably at the Fillmore between the Fillmore and the met um probably gonna go back up to boston
2: yeah we definitely to gonna go, to go, to, go back on the road yeah um, we getting right back to work though, yeah. so it's like after the festival, we may take a week just like mental break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, closing yeah. out the festival because when the festival over is not, it still be like a week's worth of work and just mm-hmm. closing yeah, everything up. Yeah. Um, so probably take a week off and then we're gonna be right back. We are gonna be announcing another show. Yeah. Hopefully it'd be like a series, like Steph said, whereas we in Boston, we some we Philly, yeah. we somewhere else, um, and we are gonna be trying to be right back to our every month, every other month cycle. Yeah. Um, the festival is something that people can expect every year. Um, this is the first annual, so yeah. I mean, you can expect it to get bigger and bigger. The goal is for us to reach sixty, seventy thousand people. Um, and that's kinda why we curate in these other markets that way. Yeah. Like so we're now when we if we had if we impact Boston the same way we impact in Philly, now you get a bunch of Boston people right. coming. Is you that, impact yeah. D C or you impact New York. So it's like yeah. now the – the festival is a lot of work but now we really got to run around yeah. to other cities to grow it so that way yeah. we can have 20,000 people, 30,000 people and we not just relying on the yeah. Philadelphia market. Yeah. And next year we're going to hopefully
3: we could build our own experience like uh whether it's like a a parking lot how they do rolling loud or like um even if it's just grass, just build our own experience. Like barricade our own experience, right. off, build our own VIPs, build our own stage. So this custom year, custom everything, custom right. everything. So that's the goal for next year for sure. Even if it just, even if it just bump up to ten thousand people next year or twelve thousand people, we want to curate our own everything. Yeah, because there's yeah. some things we wanted to do this year just by being at the man we couldn't really do. Like we had a lot of people reach out, like as far as like food trucks and stuff, we couldn't really
1: accommodate. We couldn't right.
3: do that. We it was stuff with the stage that we wanted to have done that
2: we couldn't do. So, you know, but it's still going to be dope. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you do, when you in when you in these venues at the end of the day, a lot, sometimes they be having restrictions. So it's like, if you, if we next year create our own experience, it'll limit the amount of restrictions we have. we will be able to do everything that we envision. Yeah.
1: So uh, if y'all got nothing else to share, man, I'm gonna let y'all get out of here. Let people know where they can get tickets at, uh, whether it be online or in person or whatever like that. And uh, let something important because I don't even know what time does the show start. Oh, oh yeah, it's an all day festival.
3: <laughs> Twelve uh, doors open at eleven. Show starts around eleven forty five ish. Twelve. It go all the way to ten o'clock. Is all day. Is all, X all day. Mixed in big X. Everything like we got everything. So it's an all day festival. So it's not just a show. So, right, because I know up. people
2: used to us for yeah. doing show doors open up seven, eight o'clock. Right. Yeah. It's not that type of experience. And it's all ages. So you can come ages. out with the family. Yeah. It's gonna be Bring artists. Your kids. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be stuff for the kids to do, moon bounces, yeah. different things, cotton candy, cotton funnel candy, cakes. All that yeah. uh, it's gonna have like a the carnival
3: oh, that's feel. Gonna, that's gonna be in the VIP, cotton candy, funnel <laughs> cake, popcorn. <laughs> the VIP <laughs> is gonna be lit. Get your and, VIP ticket. Get man. your VIP ticket. Ticketmaster.com. T- Ticketmaster.com. Com, DTLR stores, tacy has got some VIP, Chad got some VIP, uh, and uh, Man Box Office.
2: Yeah, Open. all day. All day. We out all there day. all day. Come see us. You yeah. got to pull uh, up. Boom, doing a live broadcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So DTLR going to be having a live broadcast. Yeah. So it ain't it, it ain't nothing else for nobody to do if you're in this city.
1: It's literally <laughs> nothing going <laughs> on. It's, it's right.
2: nothing, nothing. Nothing else going on. So pull up.
1: Yeah. Uh, man this this is a big uh, a big you know landmark event like i said in the beginning that y'all are doing man i applaud y'all brothers y'all both you know my my friends my family whatever like that i'm extremely you know proud of how far y'all came and just a little bit over two years, man. Like that's major because, and it's 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 not a venture capital play. This is not like nah. how some of these other festivals where they go right. on and they mm-hmm. get in a hundred million, mm-hmm. seventy million from yeah, somebody and from putting the these shows together. I <laughs> wish. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Thing from the muscle. This, this is a hundred percent grassroots, homegrown mm-hmm. from the muscle, man. Mm-hmm. Like and for sure, they put together a real major lineup for y'all, man. Fought through hurdles and obstacles and all yeah. different type of stuff and. Mm-hmm. July sixth is the payoff, man. So everybody in the Philly area, New York area, Boston, Maryland, we got a big foothold in the DMV. DMV people that support uh TRPE, man. I'm on the on the stage. I don't know if Matt's showing up. He may. He may not. (laughs) It's it's possible. Come on, Matt. We need you out there, baby. You can't miss the first annual Dope Fest. (laughs) Either way, you know what I'm saying? TRPE will be represented on that stage, and I got some surprises for the live show also. Um, But yeah, everybody that mess with TRP that support Dope Shows, this what y'all third time on, fourth time?
2: Third or fourth. Yeah, so
1: this this family here, like, we got a real, you know, a real bond, real partnership, um, business and otherwise, support, man, um, because, like I said, next year we want to be able to do 10, 15, 20,000 people mm-hmm. on right. the festival. So the first one got to go right. Yeah. Yo, first one got to go yo, right. Mess gotta the church's <laughs> money up. We <laughs> might. We, yeah. we speaking, and, speak, and speaking of which, man,
4: dope shows, man, we, we making a, uh, a pre, uh, you know, uh, Private uh, pre-announcement uh, here But next year man We gonna figure out The dope shows the gospel edition You know what I'm saying So you know, you know Kanye got the whole church Thing going on out there We gonna create our own experience And it's gonna be like Real though You know what I mean yeah, we gotta, Bringing, the, we bringing gotta, the biggest gospel Acts out You know what I mean Do it on the hood perspective You know what I mean Like, Let's figure it we, we out got, figure We gotta got go ahead and Make it happen man Let's
2: figure it out But I do wanna be part of that what um, you just were saying about the uh, eight week program? Okay, program, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let, let's connect with that,
4: man. Kid, listen, kids, they really need to see what y'all doing. Like yeah. y'all were saying man, the hurdles y'all overcame, stuff that y'all doing. Like kids, don't pop up every day and think about that. You know mm-hmm. what? I love concerts. I could be the one, but actually put them together. Like mm-hmm. that's this inspiration. I'm listening to y'all. You know how y'all made that happen. I feel mm-hmm. like you know people really didn't realize. Like yo, I ain't got to necessarily rap. I ain't necessarily got to make the t shirt line, but I can I, still be in the entertainment, in the entertainment industry. industry. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. brush shoulders and do the booking and put stuff like that. Together. Together. So, man, y'all y'all killing it, man.
2: No, we all for about sure, the man. youth, too. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely always in the schools. I, w- I worked at the school for seven years. We do book bag drives, do giveaways all the time. We've been doing this uh, with part- with our partnership with DTLR. We've been doing these ticket blitzes where we allow just kids to come out and we give away 15, 20 pairs of tickets oh, man, just making rough. sure that the kids, that can't afford it. Like, I don't want a kid feeling like they don't, they don't have the opportunity to come just because they can't. They parents financially can't afford it or whatever the hardships they got going on. So what's we up? definitely want to be a, a part of the eight-week program. That you hey, got man, up.
4: listen, let's make it happen, man. Sure. And, you know, man said it, when he's seeing me, man, I, I was renting chairs from him, man, for our first location when we planted right. the church in Philly. You yeah, know shout out to so, sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shout out to him. You know what I mean? They were right on time. That's a whole lot of money. That's a they they, they delivered on time, pick up everything. It was, it was love. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up, man. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's a small world. I always tell people, Philly is literally one degree of separation, whether right. you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one degree of separation in Philly. Sure. Everybody know everybody, man. But mm. shout out to my, my bros from Dope Shows, man. Like I said, Saturday, July 6th, the biggest festival in Philly for this year is going down. Dope Fest, man. Get y'all tickets. Ticketmaster.com, DTLR stores, VIP requests only. I don't have the regular tickets. <laughs> VIP requests only. Hit yeah. me up, man. I got y'all. And I'm, and I'm pulling up by myself. So let's get it done.
2: All right, all right, we appreciate you for having us, chat. Thanks, Chad.
1: Appreciate y'all, man. DopeFest, dope this Saturday. After getting pushed back twice due to recording delays, News Huddle was releasing his debut EP, Trying to Beat the Odds. This seminal and personal touchstone gives a seven-song glimpse into the personality of a young black man simply trying to beat the odds set against him. In the race for our collective musical attention, Trying to Beat the Odds looks to be in the forefront of all your musical diaries. The first independent release from News Huddle is now available on... Monday, July 1st, for 7.99 on iTunes, as well as all streaming platforms. That's Trying to Beat the Eyes by News Huddle, available Monday, July 1st. Really podcast, ever. we back. It's your boy C. Diddy. I got my uh, my bro, Pastor Carl, live in the studio. We just had the team from Dope Shows was here, man. They just uh, filled y'all in on everything going on this coming weekend, 4th of July weekend, uh, Dope Fest, Saturday, July 6th, at the Man Music Center. Something epic for the city, man. Make sure y'all come out. P&B Rock, Lil Dirk. uh... Who else is on the lineup? Cowboy, Realist Podcast, Switch, Sim Santana, Rocky, um, Young Dolph, Pusha T, a lot of people. And um, we're back. Fresh out of break. Matt is on administrative leave, trying to convince Matt to come out next Saturday for the Dope Fest to do the live podcast with me. Hopefully he doesn't have to work. Um, But for the rest of the day, man, we just want to do our normal do of what we do. Pastor Carl, you've been here more times than anybody. You know how this goes. We got some topics to talk about.
4: Yeah, man, sophisticated <laughs> Uh
1: First and foremost, NBA free agency is off the hook. Teller, I know you out there checking everything out. Can you please inform us of anything that I miss uh, while I'm sitting here on the air?
5: Yeah, nothing that matters. All right, really. Nothing that matters
1: so far. Yeah. So, so all right. So, unless you care about uh, Ricky Rubio, I don't. Where's he going? Indiana. Uh, the Suns. The Suns. <laughs> what? All right. So, so far in NBA free agency.
0: And start experiencing entertainment like never before.
1: Collison retired to focus on being a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. So that's the first thing that happened. Uh Nikola Mirotic left the NBA after going on a deep run in the playoffs with the Milwaukee Bucks to go play for Barcelona in the Euro League. Um, Brooke Lopez is staying with the Bucks, mm. super duper overpaid, four years, fifty-two <laughs> million. Whew. For a stretch five, which he's like the only stretch five in the league, but for a stretch five, uh, Jimmy Butler. um, I posed a question on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Jimmy Butler, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi walk into a bar. Who's the weirdest guy out of the four?
5: That's Kawhi. Easy.
1: Kawhi? I used to think it was Kawhi, but the deeper we get – into this Kawhi is not as strange as we thought he was
5: maybe I'll, maybe Kyrie
1: it's probably Kyrie and I don't know if you watch Colin Kyle, Kyle show there was a, a, a story that came out about Kyrie from this season eight o'clock in the morning Celtics facility they are in the tape room to uh review tape and all of that everybody's just starting to get there. Kyrie's the first one there he walks in Brad Stevens is there Brad Stevens says hey good morning Kyrie walks up to him and says Not hello, not good morning, not how was your day, how are you kidding, none of that. (laughs) What does the word government mean to you? (laughs) Radio silence. Brad Stevens goes into some long soliloquy about protecting the people and, and, you know, you got a public trust and this, that, and third, and Kyrie looks at him dead in his eyes and says, control, Brad, control. That's what the word government means and walks away. He is the strangest dude in the NBA by far. By far, he said that the world was flat as of 2017, and was really dying on that hill. Like every day post game, <laughs> he had to explain why the
4: world was flat. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. I think, I think Kyrie probably is one of those guys that, you know, somewhat probably is one of them deep thinkers. You know what I mean? It's like really trying to search one of them kind of weird, stimulating kind. I call him smart dumb nick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but, but like, I think, man, I would say Jimmy Butler. And the reason being is just like, is there a more toxic NBA superstar than Jimmy (laughs) Butler, dog? Like, I mean, we watch him beef with Derrick Rose when it was really Derrick Rose's team. You know, we watch him really go to Minnesota and almost just... He almost Run, flipped he, the organization yo, upside down. He almost ran Carl Anthony Towns out of basketball. Like, 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 just didn't make the young. He made the young and not want to play basketball anymore. To then going to the Sixers, where you playing with two other young All-Stars, and you just got a great situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Big market city. And you talk about you really want to go to the Miami
1: Heat. Like to be a perennial nine seed with Dion and a uh, Hassan White. Twelve seed. Twelve <laughs> with, seed. With Dion and Hassan Whiteside. My biggest problem with Jimmy is this. Besides the fact that he's just a a, a idiot, um <laughs> he's the o- Jimmy is the only guy that doesn't know that he's not a first team all NBA guy. Like he conducts himself as if it's like LeBron 2.0. Like the Man. way that he acts and I'm like I'm looking at his stat sheet. Like you ever seen that uh that meme with Rondo when he's looking at the stat sheet. And he's like <laughs> who took 37 shots? It's like, yo, Cause. Jimmy averaged 18.4 five rebounds and five assists. Those that was pedestrian numbers when you're the primary offensive target on a team.
4: Family, you can't even say LeBron Jimmy Butler think he's Michael Jordan. Like the way he tries to take his teammates hearts. And just talk crazy, and just think he got the green light to shoot thirty-seven times, and want to want to take over a franchise. It's like fam, like nah, man. Jimmy Butler is extremely weird. Cause like, I mean, he might well just say he want to go tricking in Miami, and 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 you know what I'm saying, live his best life or something. Play just
1: little, call, play a little call, bit of basketball,
4: fam. The Sixers can can pay him the max.
1: Well, apparently, what he's trying to the do is force yeah. them to pay him the max and then trade him. For Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and a third player to be named later and probably some picks.
5: Probably dragage, or dragage Probably Dragage or whatever like that.
1: So it's like, all right, the Sixers fulfill shooting need, athleticism need, point guard need, because Ben Simmons can't play point guard in the fourth quarter because he won't shoot the ball.
4: <laughs> um,
1: but that's another story for another day. They're trying to extend trying him, Trying to extend
4: too. him, give him some more money.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to strike out on Jimmy. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give Ben some money early. Um so you got a, you got that going on, and then um, yeah, so it's like he's it's going to be literally going to be him, Dion and Hassan Whiteside, and they're going to be like a perennial nine through twelve seed in the East, and he's going to make a boatload of money. No state income tax in Florida, which is what they always talk about when they talk about these contracts. Um, but he's they're going to suck. Like they're not going to be a good team. And
5: Whiteside has like the worst contract in the league, pretty much.
4: <laughs> well, well, Chris Paul in competition with that. Oh one. yeah, that. Too. Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, speaking of bad contracts, uh, Harrison Barnes just finessed the uh, Sacramento Kings out of four years, ninety million. True. The only time you opt out of twenty five is when you know you got ninety coming. 90. <laughs> so he got ninety million. Uh, Nick Vucevic, who's a very productive but unathletic player, just got four years, a hundred million from the Orlando Magic. Um, D'Angelo Russell was talking about going to Minnesota via sign and trade now that they lost Ricky Rubio, which that doesn't make any sense.
5: Tobias just signed with the Sixers.
1: Tobias signed back?
5: Yeah. 5 180. Hmm. I mean, you kind of had to.
1: You had to. I mean, yeah. with losing Jimmy, you had to. Tobias is super-duper underrated. I, the last couple of weeks I've been talking to a friend of mine about, like, some of Golden State's options, like if they lose KD. Tobias was, like, at the top of that list. Like, if they, they could have found a way to, like, finagle a a, tra- a sign and trade for KD and get that $35 million trade exception, mm-hmm. Tobias would have been a good a good option for them filling in at, like, a poor man's KD kind of level, 20 points, 8 rebounds. Four assists or whatever like that.
5: I heard people say that with Denver, too. I think he would fit in Denver yeah. perfectly.
1: Denver is a super underrated. I know they were a two-seed this year, but super underrated going forward because they're getting Michael Porter Jr. back yeah. healthy, yeah. and they signed Bull Bull as a late second-round pick, so there's no pressure for him to be good. Come right out But the if he is go. good then you just basically add it to near, like, all-star, like, borderline yeah. young all-star level players, at least rookie game <laughs> level players. Yeah,
4: yeah. Porter was actually, like, supposed to be a top three pick in that draft, you know what I'm saying, yeah. before, like, he had People the were talking
1: injury. about him since he was 15 years yeah. old. Yeah, young like, was It was
4: supposed to be nice. Yeah, he just nice. had a
1: bunch of bad injuries, but apparently Denver's training staff is uh, one of the best in the business, and they, you know, they make sure that them guys get back healthy and get on the court.
4: Well, and also Denver as a city, man, like Colorado is one of the cleanest places you can go in the country. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, it's really, if anybody never been to Colorado, Colorado's a phenomenal place, to be honest with you, outside of the snow and all of that. But, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, man, real rap. And it's expensive, too. But Tobias, supposed to got five years, 180. That's
1: crazy. Damn. But you, I mean, you had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah. That's Texas what the money's
5: afford. like now. Like every single contract, you're gonna be saying like, "How are they getting that much?"
4: It's just the money now. Yeah, yeah. I think I still can shoot, man. I gotta, feel, I gotta
1: see if I can. Man. <laughs> at this point, man. At, this, at this point. <sighs> There was a uh, there was a video yesterday of LeBron and Kuzma uh, working out together at the Lakers facility. Mm-hmm. Somebody retweeted it and said, "Damn, the whole team out there right now." <laughs> that's literally that's literally what it is. What it is? It's like I got two more guys or whatever like that. So uh, KD is going. KD, uh, Kyrie, and, De- and Deandre Jordan are going to the Nets.
4: Terrible! Terrible! Terrible. Mark my words, and I ain't saying this from my Knicks fandom. You know what I mean. Even though I had to get my Kevin O'Leary on, man, he's dead to me now. <laughs> right, Katie is KD dead KD to, is to dead me now. <laughs> he's dead to me. But I, honestly speaking, I've always stated that those are two people that I just think to me isn't really conducive for a winning environment. uh Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Kyrie really went and just like. Uh, I don't know what he did, but he made that young talent when he decided to come on back in Boston. Yeah. Suddenly Tatum looked like looked like Chad <laughs> out there, you know what I'm saying, and Terry Rozier looked like me. Yeah, and Tatum was a
1: borderline y- y- all-star. Come on, man. Year.
4: He was ready to – yo, He we thought he was ready to make the leap, yeah. which is why I honestly think them getting Kimba – is a much better situation yeah. than letting Kyrie go. Kyrie's just younger, but Kimba can do everything Kyrie can do on the court yeah. and actually get along with people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and not ask you about what, go- what this government means during the <laughs> training session. So, so like, with that, I feel like with Kyrie trying to lead that ship, you know, and then the, 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 the Nets the, to let go of D'Angelo Russell when he just hit The All-Star. He just made the All-Star team. They made the playoffs with him there. You know what I'm saying? I think he's younger. You know, he has the capabilities of getting even better. He would have been cheaper. Come on. Would have been cheaper. Definitely going to be cheaper. Not to mention, you know, you still got to wait a year for KD. And I stated this. If Kawhi goes to the Lakers... I'm glad the Knicks didn't give KD that money because if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, the Lakers about to win the next four championships. It ain't going to matter. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to matter, right. And, and not to mention, it's still a huge gamble for the Nets because if KD don't come back from this thing the way he's supposed to, you still got Kyrie who still has those chemistry type of issues playing with people. KD don't Even with have people he
1: wants to play with. He's Facts. <laughs> he come still on. has chemistry issues. Come on, man. So it's like, all right, if you the Nets... You got one year of Kyrie, Dinwiddie, the Young Bucks, and uh, De- De- DeAndre, and DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Then you insert KD into the lineup. The only person that came back and was their exact same self after an Achilles was Dominique Wilkins, but he was 21 years old when it happened. As opposed to thirty one years old. Yeah, Yeah,
5: history says it takes at least two seasons to come back. They say that he can't
1: do nothing basketball related for three hundred and sixty five days. So that takes you to next NBA finals time. Yeah. He can't do nothing basketball related for three hundred and sixty five days. Even if he shortens it and it's two hundred and fifty days, he's coming back in April. First round of the playoffs.
4: Yeah. And Demarcus Cousins, for the record, was in the playoffs, was moving like Matt would. Correct. You know, like, I mean, he, he had, he had 11
1: and 13 and they said this is a phenomenal game out of him.
4: Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't slide left to right on defense at all. You know what I'm saying? So so but I mean, I will say this, though. I do believe the way that Katie plays the game where it wasn't heavily relied upon on his athleticism, you know, to where he's seven feet and he can shoot over anybody and he can just shoot, flat out shoot, I think that he's still going to be set up to be a very, very effective player and especially if he don't have no hiccups or no hurdles with his rehab. If he don't rush himself back, you know, even if he's lost some quickness, it's like you still can't stop this seven footer who's supremely skilled and can shoot from mid-range, yeah. from 40 feet from the basket, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, he can, he, he don't have to jump out there and dunk on you anymore, but he can definitely shoot it from everywhere, so, you know, and he's not too heavy on his feet. He's seven right. feet, 190 pounds, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know what I mean? So, 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 like, with that, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, a power is is, is a lot of his game, but you know, or explosiveness is to be honest with you. So, you know, I, I just don't I don't like the fact, again, that Kyrie Irving is gonna really still be running that ship. Cause you're gonna have KD trying to still fill himself out, figure himself out. And I don't think Kyrie is the guy that's like, you know what I mean, that you yeah, you're
1: really have w- to rely on Kyrie. That's where your offense is coming from. Yeah. Him and Karis Laver. Yeah. Because DeAndre's finished.
4: The owner gonna cash out though. He's gonna make his money. Oh my God. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah.
1: they, you know, they got the the Poker office is selling out. The Russian is selling out to a Chinese guy with more money than him, like a mega billionaire or whatever. So just looking at, like, the history of the game and, you know, the fact of, like, you know, we're— Kobe is as far as like his international status and Mm -hmm. what being an NBA champion did for him and all that, especially when he won those last two on his own, and how that cemented his legacy as far as China goes and all that global icon. That that global icon, that international market. There's a a a legacy play here on behalf of KD to say, all right, if I go to Brooklyn and Mm -hmm. bring the first championship to New York in 40 something years, Mm -hmm. I'm a god. Like it's over. All the criticism, all that goes out the window. But you got to do it, and you got to do it with lesser parts than what you had in Golden State. And the pressure, though, think about that. It's through, it's, the, it's roof. through the roof now
4: because, you know, you done did this big thing and you done made your announcement. You know what I mean? Like, at least when LeBron made the announcement, he you know, he wasn't coming up with an injury, and he's about a good 25 or right. something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, with that being said – this Kyrie, this ain't like humble stars like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. You know what I'm saying? Like you, people the expectation, and you in New York. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like you in New York, the pressure—literally the Nets was the team that kind of crept up on everybody and was like, "Damn, they made the playoffs." You know what right. I mean? Oh, they they they, they, they trending upwards now. Yeah. It's like, no, you better win a championship within these three years, these first three years.
1: Yeah, you have to, or, K- it's a, or it's a failed experiment.
4: Failed experiment, and everybody's going, and, and the New York media is going to eat your life. You know what I mean? It's going to be an
1: interesting situation to play out. I know KD got a lot of stuff going on off the court that he got going on, media companies and tech investments and stuff like that. An underrated thing that a lot of people aren't aware of that's outside of the tech circles, there is a Silicon Alley in New York um, that, you know, it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. rival what's going on in San Fran, but it's a presence, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you can get a lot of stuff off the ground. And then the stock market is in New York. A lot of stuff is in New York. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm sure that there's... Katie's a very, very smart girl, almost too smart at times. Yeah. And it may be a situation where, you know, he's looking at the whole totality of this and saying, all right, I just got to win one, and I'm off the hook forever. Oh, for sure. For I just sure. got to win one. For I can sure. make a boatload of money. I got a Chinese mega billionaire that's going to be my team owner. He's going to plug me to everything over in Asia yeah. and all yeah. of that. and.
4: Yeah, all, all my merchandise ready to be uh my my my, <laughs> my, my
1: merchandise price range dropped
4: drastically cuz I'm going to get the the warehouse warehouse yeah, exactly. plug, you know what I mean? So, yeah, my t-shirt's going to cost me 32 cents <laughs> exactly. instead of $3. <laughs> it
1: was like it's it's like all of those things that play. I just want to see how it's going to f- play out on the court. Um I just think that Kyrie and KD, I just didn't know that they had this much love for each other. They're literally like on some Steve Francis and Katino Mobley shit. Like, I didn't know that it was to this level.
4: Well, you know, they've been saying that all year. They were saying that, you know, since the offseason that Kyrie and KD was talking about playing somewhere um, together. So, you know, they were saying that they really was going to target somewhere. But, I mean, from apparently what I heard, I heard like, you know, one thing that really kind of soured the whole KD situation with the Knicks was that the Knicks really wasn't that interested in Kyrie Irving. Because, you know, they was talking talking about Kyrie Irving stuff.
1: If you can get KD, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Even on a bad will and all that, you roll the dice, you figure it out. Yeah. You don't let the fact that Kyrie's a head case ruined getting KD.
4: Yeah. I, I guess, but you know, I guess from the Knicks perspective, when they rolled them dice, you know, Pan Stefan Marbury, <laughs> Steve Francis, Eddie Curry, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's cause like, they
1: was all 40.
4: Yeah, but man, <laughs> you know, Steph wasn't that old, man. He was coming home, you know what I mean? So you got these guys who kind of weird. And then it's like, you know I mean, like we've been here before. We've been here before. <laughs> because now like just listen, the Nick thing, right, that that it would have been considered the Nick thing to do, right? Like just hypothetically speaking. And if KD don't come back and be KD, they'd be like, yeah, yep, it would be the Knicks to go ahead and bring a head case like Kyrie right, there. Right. KD don't ever return or able to step back on the court. He becomes Allen Houston all over again. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? He's just getting the – so it's like I don't think – yeah, from what I heard, they really want to interest in Kyrie as Kyrie was initially into the Knicks, and that's how he got sold on the Brooklyn thing. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with that being said, it is what it is.
1: So as a Knicks fan, where do y'all go from here?
4: I think the Knicks should – State of course, I think they should probably sign Julius Randle. You know, let him play the four. He's still young, like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Just came off a great year, twenty one and eight. He was averaging with the young guys they got. You got Dennis Smith Jr. just drafted the young and Barrett from the Nick. I mean, from the from Duke. Um, Kevin Knox last year I like Kevin. you know what I'm saying yeah you know, and Mitchell Robinson he made second team all rookie team you know what I mean and was averaging like two blocks a game so you got a young core you know what I mean like yeah. unless Kawhi wants to come I wouldn't if I'm them I'd throw money at Julius Randle because he's still young and he's he's a guy that's still young and fit with the youth movement right. yet can still probably play at an all-star level especially in the East from the four um, and yeah, I would sign mid-tier free agents, you know, guys, shooters, and, and veteran guys who can defend and shoot the three. Uh, but I wouldn't throw no money at nobody else outside of Kawhi, man, to be honest with you, as far as, like, huge max money. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't throw that type of money out there, man. You know what I mean? So.
1: I saw something earlier that said that they – the Lakers went from being a dark horse – to Kawhi is there's to lose. That's what I heard. Because he's asking certain type of questions that like indicates that he wants to be there. As far as like, can magic be in the room? I want to meet with the owner, like like stuff like that. And it's basically like the thing about Kawhi is I think that the media has just had some red wrong all the way mm-hmm. and that they've been positioning him for the last two weeks as just like this world breaker and kind of like the Hulk of the NBA. And he's he's dead <laughs> set on like bludgeoning every dynasty and all this dumb shit. And I think that he's probably over it. And he's mm-hmm. like, yo, I can go and win seven easy ones as opposed to three hard ones and right. be at home. Like,
4: Right, right. No, you're right, bro. And I think... Like, what people felt to realize is, like, and this is why I really love the fact that they won anyway, and I love what Kawhi did, man, because he took so much heat last year. You know what I mean? Remember people was trying to make it yeah. seem like he was the problem with like Popovich. He was faking yeah, faking it and all that because he's like, no, nah, I'm I'm taking my time. And KD was a prime example. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, nah, I'm taking my time to get right. You know what I mean? And it's like the media was just lauding after, you know, over over, over Greg Popovich. Then people even had the nerve to try to question whether Kawhi was that great anyway or was it the system. Now this dude goes to Toronto. You know what I mean? Toronto couldn't sniff past the first round <laughs> whenever they ran into LeBron, and this dude got him to the championship. Yeah. You know, without the stars around him. You know what I'm saying? Because
1: they took the hardest route. They played a young, talented Come on. Orlando team. They the Sixers, Sixers took them to and, the the break. and the Bucks In the Bucks In the Bucks took the hardest in the, the finals.
4: Took the beat the beat the MVP. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
1: Pedestrian made them look games.
4: pedestrian, fam. Yeah, you know I mean, through 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 Milwaukee because they had to take the road yeah. through Milwaukee. So with that, and then you went ahead, you beat Go to State. So I think, man, like, yeah, if like like Kawhi ben saying it, though, man, he want to win. And yeah. not to mention, he didn't get the chance to do it on his terms. Like, San Antonio thought they were screwing him over. Right. We're going to send you to Toronto. <laughs> and, and Danny Green. We're going to send y'all to Toronto. That's what we're going to do to y'all. Like, you know All what i bet. bet. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Got I'm going to play ball. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be in the finals. And y'all make good luck with getting to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I think if Kawhi wanted to do it on his own terms, he, you know, Come from out that California area and all that, you know. what I mean, I don't got no problem with it. You know, what I mean, yeah. especially, especially be, being as though that you know he's already, you know, he's played out his contract. He went and won something for Toronto. One thing Toronto can't do is look at it as a loss. Like they was probably never, ever, ever going to win the championship in their right. entire existence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So with
1: that being said, and you're you never going to capture a more perfect season than what they just had. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where it's the like perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. Yeah. You catch Embiid when he's sick. Can't do nothing for better part of two games. The Warriors fall apart on you. Yeah. You go against a healthy Bucks team and destroy them yeah. for two games yeah. in a row and yeah. just took the series, three games in a row, took the series from them. And it's just like Kawhi couldn't play any better. Yeah. Like he was a 50, 40, 90 guy on with a bad, with on a a bad limp. wheel. With a, yeah, hit with on a, a limp. bad wheel. <laughs> Bro, without without no superstar
4: to take the pressure off of him, correct. So that's why I think, like, yeah, at this point of the game, Kawhi might as well run about two, three more championships off. You know what I'm saying? And he really gets to start being discussed in some of them crazy, discussing them yeah. crazy conversations because it's like, yo, in a super team era, dude just won a championship without no real star playing on side. Now you can count. You know, uh, Kyle Lowry is whatever you want to count him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he has a he has a good resume in the NBA. You know yeah. I'm gonna say that, and he's from North Philly, so I'm not. I'm, I, I,
1: I'm going. To, <laughs> I'm going prior to, <laughs> to this playoff run, it was what it was. Yeah, it like, was it, what it, it was. was. It was play, It was regular season Lowry, and it was playoff Lowry. Absolutely, and there was a Kyle lousy <laughs> Low light reel that was circulating the internet.
5: <laughs> he, he, like, didn't score in the first Orlando game, I think. Man. This yeah. is what
1: I'm
4: saying. Yeah. Man. So it's like. He turned up during that last game. That the last finals, game, he, oh, yeah. oh he was goodness. a dog. Yeah, 26 in the first
1: half A dog, Yeah. He was going crazy. Yeah.
4: He, he redeemed himself, man. That was a North Philly. And we resilient from North Philly, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. So, I mean, Kawhi, the way, the way he, he, he literally, I, I love the fact that, you know, again, he didn't have a super team around him you know and the synergy and everything else and i think it spoke a lot to him as a teammate so y'all went from trying to make him out the y'all went from trying to make him the villain as if he was this this weird guy it was like you know what i'm saying creating this locker room divide over there in san antonio he went to toronto and won a championship you know she what i mean so you know shout out to him man and if, yeah if he goes to the lakers man yeah cancel christmas There's nothing it's, to talk about yeah it's it's the next the next three championships easily easily you know my wife said who's going to play point guard i said lebron yeah. And and the thing is
1: I'm excited out, to see him play point. Shout
4: on. out to LeBron though because LeBron was willing to just say here, AD, take this number. This is your team, youngin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I I feel like LeBron A also wants to, you know, somewhat coasted enough, not not saying he doesn't want to play hard, but I'm saying he, I, I think he wants to go in that mode where he's, he's in preservation mode. He wants to preserve himself because he said he wanted to see his son in the league and play yeah. while his son gets to the league. Yeah. So with that being said, you go ahead, you take the back seat, you sit there, now you can become Ben Simmons. You can sit there and say, I'm going to get 18 yeah. and like 12, 13 assists right. and let Kawhi and AD do their thing. And Kuzma, you can get off too.
1: But well, we can count on you to hit a three-pointer or uh, so, a jump oh, shot. Oh, yeah. or a yeah. Oh, fade oh for sure. For sure. You've <laughs> you know been saying? here before. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> you actually know what you're doing, Absolutely. as opposed to Ben Absolutely. Simmons. You know what I'm saying you're not going to play three quarters and take off the fourth, where we just totally can't rely on you. you man, know what I'm ben,
4: ben, Ben, Ben be getting those texts from Kendall, man, after the third quarter. You know, what I mean, he be trying to she don't text back, and he just loses <laughs> his mind, man. That's what that is.
1: And man. not to mention, they still got Kuzma.
4: Yeah, yeah, they got cool. Still got cool. Like that's who?
1: Good. Who's a pretty much a shoe in the average, probably eighteen, seven, and five, or something like that.
4: Oh, and don't discount the the the, the guys that you know. That's like, yo, you know, man, I'm thirty two. I need that ring. Yeah, like,
1: hold up, let me, you know, yeah, player. You know, yeah. what I mean, the player exception. David West was eligible for a sixteen million million contract. Went to Golden State and took the vet minimum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no them guys. Because got at them some money. point, it's like, all right, I got eighty four million in the bank, like. <sighs> I got to do something. Yeah. Y-
4: y'all ain't going to have no Twitter debate about me saying, yo, he was good, but he ain't win no ring. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, that's real, man. That's so real. they,
1: So, uh, I just got another alert. They basically just said uh, the Warriors are pursuing a sign-and-trade for KD now to to, try to to Brooklyn to try to get back a $35 million trade exception uh. so that they can turn around and use that on another player at some point during the season. Okay. So if they are able to get, like, three first-round picks, they're going to be meaningless first-round yeah. picks. But if you have them, yeah. now you got six first-round picks over the next couple of years because you got to rotate years.
4: For sure. Oh, yeah, you, you can't, can't do them consecutive, consecutive yeah, years yeah, or whatever. First, so it's like, picks, so yeah. it's
1: like, all right, they mess around and tr- and, and, and get three first-round picks and a trade exception for KD, they might add somebody Listen, that we not even thinking about right now to the Warriors.
4: Listen, fam, I'm telling you right now, you hearing it, y'all hearing it on, on TRP right now, TRP for me. Don't be surprised, man. If if them, if them Nets mess around, on be a playoff team this next year. Ky, Ky, Kyrie, 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 and Deandre, Kyrie,
1: not enough. That's what
4: I'm saying. Kyrie has shown us, though, man. He can go <laughs> out there and he gonna get his 29. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and you mess around, look up because you know the coaching gotta be right with him. You know what I'm saying? Like you know,
1: and and, and who and it, is their coach?
4: I don't know either. I'm sad. I'm, I'm shocked that I don't even. I know, was man. See, <laughs> I was excited to
1: see. I was excited to see. Kyrie Yo. and KD being coached by Fizdale. Kenny
5: Atkinson. Kenny, Kenny Atkinson.
1: Atkinson. Right. Damn. That sure is, man. <laughs> Yo, absolutely. That's what
4: I wanted to see, too. I just wanted to see KD work with Fiz. Um, but, you know, again, man, it's like, yeah, man. I don't know. Like... That, that's gonna be a whole lot of pressure, man. And they just have to be able to handle that pressure. Because if Katie, Katie had trouble handling handling the pressure yeah, over there in, in, the, down every two weeks. in the bay, <laughs> but just imagine how the New York Post and them dudes yeah. coming. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, like if you look up and, and and your team probably only ten wins more per year than the Knicks at the time. Oh, the the, the country's giving you hell. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, you can't be 45 win and the Knicks somewhere at like 38, and they like, yo, but y'all spent. $400 million to bring them two guys over. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, the pressure is going to be crazy, insurmountable. So, again, man, um, I'm interested in seeing that, man. I just would have rather – I don't know. I would have rather seen Kyrie – I mean, like, Katie and Kawhi, you know what I'm saying, do something together more so. The Katie
1: know? kyrie thing never made sense to me. And I get it. Y'all friends or whatever y'all want to play together. But that, to me, that's not a winning scenario, especially yeah. if you got LeBron, Kawhi, and AD, and Kuzma and – me and Teller <laughs> on the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't really make much sense.
4: Fam, yo, listen, the Lakers, go ahead and pull that Kawhi move off. Free agency don't even matter. It's over. It just really don't even matter. Te- teams might as well put they uh, you know what I mean, put their money back up in some stocks or something and just and just hold off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like real rap, man, you might as well go ahead and <laughs> real real talk. It don't even matter. Like yo them dudes go ahead and get Kawhi, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I just you know, I I'll be honest, I think even if they get like a D'Angelo Russell coming back to LA, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If they bring him back there, you know, as as a young as a young good player, and it's like you got a future with him and A D, even as LeBron really fades yeah. the black, it's like, yo, they man. Yeah. And then you got the Warriors who uh, uh, Clay is not playing again, not playing either for the rest of this year coming up. So like they out of the they out of the picture. Like I, I, I don't believe in I don't believe in Steph and Draymond at all. You know what I'm saying.
1: Like, <laughs> I think they sh- I think they should trade Draymond. That's ahead of free agency. Mm. I'm not a Draymond fan. Yeah, he drives me crazy.
4: He he does, but I feel like, bro, you know, honestly, I just had this conversation with somebody, you know. Uh, since the Warriors had done Mark Jackson dirty, Draymond is like the only thing that still kind of brings a fire to that team. Yeah. Like, if he's out that picture, they a bunch of light skinned dudes. They done. <laughs> right. And we both said here, we like it. We like <laughs> it. Right. But you know, right. I mean, what it we, is what we, it yeah, is. Yeah, but <laughs> we 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 from Philly, we different type. But but real talk, they they soft. Yeah. They soft without Draymond. It's like, fam, them teams
1: get physical and everything else. Who got the attitude? Yeah. Because my issue with Draymond is he just makes some like critical mistakes. Oh, he's annoying. Yeah. He's annoying. He just drives me crazy. And yeah. Steph drives me crazy in the same manner, but with the turnovers. Man, he it, gets scared. He gets shook. And like- a
4: shoot from 40 feet with. with- seven seconds like that's cool and i keep telling people that all the time <laughs> extremely great and gifted player but his game is not suited for crunch time it's
1: not fam like like and i like, love stuff but it is what it, it is yeah
4: fam listen that's not a high percentage shot when a game on the line like you like that's cool you can shoot and pull up from day and a half court to, to, to end the third quarter but when it's seven seconds fam i don't want you dribbling in circles and then yeah.
1: Heave up some three pointer. Falling away. Falling away. I want like, you squaring up and being the best shooter in the game.
4: Come on, man. And or, that's what or, and
1: that's what Clay or, does. Or
4: creating a better shot. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like get that better, that greater shot. Pass it. Create. Do something. But come on, you're right. Clay definitely, you know, uh, uh, will definitely go ahead and try to pull up a better shot. But yeah, man, they're gonna miss KD. Bad.
1: Bad. 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 Because it just it's gonna. You know, it changes everything. And it's like, all right, the ball movement and all that, all that's cool. But you can't defend seven foot, 37 points. Like, It's just how, you know, KD was averaging. Matt made this point. He was like, well, in the beginning of the series with Toronto, we was talking me, him, and Ra. And he was like, yo, KD is averaging 37 in the playoffs. Mm. Where are you getting that 37 points per game from?
4: And also, don't forget the most important thing. See, he averaged 37 while shooting like 60% from the field, bro. <laughs> Super efficient. Like, you know, he'd give you the 37 on like 14 shots. You'd be like, how the hell did you just do this? But th- that's the thing, man. Like, yo, and not to mention when they need the basket. And that's why, yeah. you know, as much as dumb as Dre was, one of his biggest problems was giving KD a hard way to go the last two years, getting on his nerves. Like, y'all begged him to come because y'all knew. When y'all was playing LeBron and company, y'all ain't had nobody that really could just take over the game yeah. when it really mattered. Uh, when they start playing y'all physical, y'all it was nothing y'all can do. So you got KD because KD can't be guarded by nobody. You know what I'm saying? But, Dre, you go ahead and start arguing with this dude all on the court, off the court, saying all kinds of stuff. Bench. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm,
5: I'm sure he knows exactly what to say to get under his skin, too.
4: Oh, for sure. Playing with him and practicing with him, like you know, he has to know him inside and out. How yeah. to trigger him? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yo, yeah, man. So they are gonna miss. The, I think that that dynasty is dead. That's it's over. done. It's over. It's, it's over. really, it's they, really. They over.
1: gonna be a, you know, they gonna be a three to six Compete with Portland. Like I
4: think three is generous. I think three is generous. When you look up and you see the Blazers was balling out, you know, and I think they gonna continue to progress. You seen a team like you know, you Denver. Tell. Utah, you know what I'm saying? Utah's definitely improving. And Mike
1: Conley move is
4: underrated. Yeah, yeah. Utah's improving. Then you got the Lakers. I think, yeah. man. I think those guys, man. Those Low guys. key,
1: I wanted the Lakers to find a way to trade for Mike Conley. Mm. I thought that was that would have been an underrated move. He coming off a year, he had the same stats as Kyrie. He was averaging twenty four and seven. He was, he was balling. balling. Yo, and people knocked. And that he's deal. a stout defender, and he's 6'4", 195 pounds, as opposed to. Kyrie is 6'2 and a half and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he has, he's a smart player that knows his role, and, mm-hmm. he, and he's a stout defender. So mm-hmm. that's actually who I wanted the Lakers to get. you know He went the Utah route, whatever, whatever. They gave up a lot to get him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting how these next couple hours of uh, free agency play out. KD was supposed to be making an announcement on his media platform. That got spoiled like four hours early mm-hmm. by Woj Bomb.
4: So, look, it was reported just now Nixon owner Jim Dolan was not prepared to offer Durant a full max contract due to concerns over his recovery from Achilles injury.
1: So they was hedging yeah. all the way around the board. Yeah,
4: so, yeah, they saying Nixon officials are in Los Angeles tonight meet with Julius Randle. So, yeah, I think I, that's why I said, like, I, you know, like like y'all were saying, you know, guys coming back from that Achilles, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Hard. So, you know, and knowing that you got to do that plus – still bring another max guy or somebody that he wants over there that you still may not be high on, you know, you do that when you know LeBron's coming right. and he's a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. you like, yeah, like Cleveland did. You know what? We got first pep, but we going to send Wiggins on out of here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, we got Wiggins. We sending them out. Because we, we, we,
1: we want a known commodity.
4: We want a known commodity. You know what I mean? And we know the, we, we know what we have in LeBron because LeBron's here LeBron's a hundred percent. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I, that's where I would have had those reservations too. Even though I still, like I said, I would have took the gamble for for Katie because I
1: mean, just for the ticket sales part. There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Just but, for the media blast of being able to roll out Kyrie and Katie. Come
4: on, come on. So I mean, I definitely would have did that, but I think that. Too many people feel like that's the next move. They're already the most yeah. valuable franchise in the M- NBA now. So right. it's like fans would have said this was just a money move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is why we can't win. Yeah, they got criticized one way or another. One way or another. You know what I mean? One way or another, man. So, yeah. But it's going to be interesting, man. Free agency, man. Again, if, if all this is for nothing, you know, if uh, all this is for nothing— if, if Kawhi go to LA. If Kawhi go to LA, fam, it's 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 over yeah, anyway.
1: All, all bets is off. All bets is off. Fam. Any any the combination of any two of them is enough to wreak havoc.
4: So Julius Randle agrees to a three year sixty three million deal with the Knicks. I like that. Called it. I called
1: it. <laughs> 21 like
4: 20, 20. 20 a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, which is good. And he's a young player. So I really like that. I really like that, man. Shout out to my Knicks, man. Making me proud, man. You Making know. moves out here. Shout yeah. out to the Knicks, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely, man. Yo, so. Yeah, man. An NBA free agency, man. One thing me and Chad was talking about, too, on the way up here, man, was just that. Yo, man. It's, it's like it's like crazy. It's a good crazy, though. To yeah. see how much money guaranteed these guys are getting. And, and that they know that they're walking into like Dame Lillard, two hundred million guaranteed just over the next four years. Well, he got a four year extension, of almost two hundred million for four years.
1: It's like two fifty eight over six years. Or something like that. Man, <laughs> man. Not to mention the Adidas money. Not to mention whatever other endorsements he gonna get because he hit that legendary shot against OKC. Like it's just so much money in the game of basketball right now. Because unlike the NFL, they've globalized the game to a point where there's so many outside revenue streams that are coming in and merchandising and sponsorships. And, like, Adam Silver's done an excellent job as far as expanding the game. Now, this whole talk of turning it into, like, some League soccer mm. stuff where they're doing a the midseason tournament and all of that, <laughs> I don't know about that. But everything else that he's done, I've been on board with it so far. Well, you know, the problem with the
4: NFL dichotomy is this, though. You know, because actually NFL is the cash cow of all sports. Mm-hmm. NFL own the ratings, own the you know the most money. Because every franchise in the NFL, you are talking is multiple billions of dollars. You know, what I'm yeah. saying like NBA squads are still a couple that's worth like three hundred and sixty million. <laughs> right, but the thing is the issue in NFL is that them, they have rosters that fill all, almost out to about, like, 80 players to a roster. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're like, about the practice yeah, squad guys practice squad, squad and guys and all that. So, it's like, not to mention the injury risk that's concerned with it, even though still and all, they got enough cash to really pay everybody out the way that they pay NBA players, because the quarterbacks making NBA money now, yeah. $35 million a year. But And it'd be 90% of the money guaranteed now. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, right. They getting a lot of that front-loaded. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you know, like, Wentz deal was like 100, for like 120-something million but he got a hundred seven guaranteed. Right. So it's like, yeah, the majority of it was guaranteed anyway. But it's like the, the the difference, the main difference between both leagues is the unions. Yeah. NFL players unions stink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 man, if I was a player, man, like nah, I can't even say what I was about to say. <laughs> Never mind. But <laughs> man, I would get something done to the dude right. Damari Smith. You know what I'm saying? I can't even trust it's somebody like named whose side, like, who
1: side are you on? Whose side are you on, fam? You know what I mean? They give up so many concessions in a in a league where the players' union should be so much stronger because there's so many more players. Damn, And then you have guys like Peyton Manning that were in the league forever, guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like multinational stars, like stalwarts of the game. Like, yeah, this yeah. is the best quarterback error in the history of the NFL. And it's like, you got all these guys, and it's like... The, their presence in the union should be enough to get whatever y'all want done, done.
4: Yeah. Can we shake the table for a second? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, so this is, this is something I really truthfully feel in my heart of hearts. Um, people may disagree as well, but that's fine too. Um, I really feel like deep down inside that, you know, the quarterback position, don't get me wrong, is as important as it is in the NFL, because they touch the ball often and whatnot. Um, and man, I can even dive deeper than that too, but I really feel like one of the reasons why the quarterback position is overvalued right now is because that's one of the rare positions in in, in the NFL that's still dominated by white athletes. Oh, Absolutely, see what I'm saying? It's like, like the pitcher in baseball. Come on, which is why also <laughs> like you know see notice it the quarterback becomes the face of the team. So like you were saying, your Peyton Manning's like Peyton Manning's voice was just annoying. in in, in country, but yet he's getting all these sponsorships to talk on TV. Like, who really wants to hear him talk about Nationwide and everything else? Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's fantastic, phenomenal quarterback. One of the greatest ever, ever, ever. But I'm just saying, like, the same way that you know, the black quarterbacks are always on a shorter leash. So when they come out of college, you know what I'm saying, they usually use this some gimmicky type of quarterback right. because – or they they question stuff like,
1: oh, can he read an, an NFL defense? Like, yeah, it's they tried all, to pull that stunt with Kyler Murray, and he was far and away the best player in the draft. Come and on, they man. still
4: tried to play that game with him. Come on, man. Did it with Lamar Jackson the year before. Talk about position changes and everything else. Yeah. So, again, it's like, yo, the one position where it is okay in the NFL to literally just get paid only because, yo, it's a QB. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mike Glennon, Nick Foles. Like, all these guys literally get crazy. Mike Glennon, Mike oh, Glennon got like $18 million <laughs> fam, and, and didn't even end up starting. But it'd just be like, hey, man, listen, this is what happens with quarterbacks. Yeah. So it's like, you know— and then they're always the most marketed player. So it's like when you see NFL players talking about or comparative to like somewhat like slavery, like where they really take your rights and they just do what they want to do to you, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, penalizing these players for various things. Like marijuana is the NFL's only league in sports right now that's still pressuring and pressing people about weed. Right. You see what I'm saying? And they give you a lifetime ban for some damn weed. You right. see what I'm saying? Brett Favre was like a pill junkie for like 10 years straight. <laughs> and it was just cool. And it was a big deal. And he didn't even want to play. In training camp like every year he was contemplating retirement he would do the same
1: thing every single year Every am not coming to camp every single year I'm cause. drinking beers and popping perks <laughs> and I'm shoot, not coming and shooting ducks <laughs> and on a farm that I own you know what I'm saying so it's like yo
4: NFL has a lot of issues, and even with the whole national uh, anthem mess and all that kind of stuff, they have a lot of stuff that they have to unpack and deal with, you know what I'm saying? Um, And that may end end up being the demise of that sport, you know what I'm saying, between the injuries and also just how they really, really conduct themselves on so many levels, man. But, yeah, so that's why, like, NBA, man, dudes are like, yo, I'd rather have my brain, Functioning properly. Right. <laughs> my money guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be able to smoke my tree.
1: All you gotta do is get to your second contract in the NBA that's and you it. set for
4: life. Oh, that's it. That's it. You or, just gotta
1: get to the second contract. Or
4: that's just
5: it. one and then play overseas and be a king <laughs> yeah. in yeah. a different country. Hey, like Ste- literally Steph- a king. Steph
4: Stefan Marbury like yeah. owns China. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they love him over there. You know what I'm saying? My a man, God in China. I mean, He's got know, a statue. Yo, listen, man. He has an actual <laughs> statue in China. He is the man right now over there, man. You know, and 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 shout out to him. You know, he changed his life around. You know, really start following his faith. He, but he went from the Vaseline eating incident <laughs> to you know going over there, man, becoming like a cultural icon in China. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, man, he's absolutely right. You could play overseas, man, and be good for a long time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Baseball to move though. Oh man, baseball to move. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my youngest son into baseball now, man. Like, yo, you know, um, it's probably a little too late for my older boys. You know what I mean? Once, right. You know, baseball they start recruiting you when you a teen, so yeah. it's like you know it's a wrap. You, you ain't playing have by ten
1: now. years of service by the come time you come on, you're 15. come on,
4: man. So yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to shift my kids to baseball. You know what I mean? Because baseball is where it's at, man. You know these boys getting four hundred million and all that now. Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sheesh. All right, so we got about thirty minutes left, Tate yeah all right, some about thirty minutes. um just a couple other little small topics uh and then we we'll get into some questions um we both sit here with a bunch of uh Apple devices in front of us uh john J- Joni Ive, who is the uh, head of design for Apple, has actually left the company, to start his own design firm. Uh, they announced it this week. He's leaving the company after 30 years. He will form his own independent design group, Love Love From, which will have Apple as a client, mm-hmm. but he will no longer be an Apple employee. Mark Newsom, who also joined Apple's design team in 2014, is also leaving to go work with, uh, with Joni Ive at his new firm. Upon the news, Apple took uh, an $8 billion hit to their market cap after... Uh, the announcement of him losing which was the stock was down 0.87 percent but their stock is worth so much yeah that a trillion dollar company <laughs> yeah basically you lose less than a percentage and you take an eight billion dollar hit in one day um so that was something interesting to see and just the the fact of uh you know how one person one figure yeah. can be so impactful to a company's bottom line to the point where it's like oh i'm gonna go start my own design firm i'm still working with y'all yeah. but yeah eight billion dollar hit
4: yeah Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. I mean, truth be speaking, though, man, um, if people have been paying attention to to Apple and the market in itself and to how they've been trending or uh, trending downwards on certain things... um, the design and the designer aspect of things really haven't been changing. And that's right. what, that's been a lot of people's issues. So I'm not really sure if it's a bad thing, you know, that this guy's actually, you know, that he's moving on uh to do his own thing. But the truth be told, I really believe, which is why Apple's been moving more towards the service-based stuff, you know what I mean? Going with the TV thing, going with their own streaming uh uh, you know, uh features. Yeah, Apple Music, but you know, also streaming and movies and all that. Content now. Yeah, they're developing content and stuff now. And they also focusing on the health gear, like you know, really talking about, you know, the health stuff with the watches and everything else yeah so like they're really moving towards that and was talking about potentially purchasing netflix you know what i'm saying because i really believe that they're at a place and i believe samsung is in a lot of these other phone developers that yo it, there's not much more that you can do to change the design yeah. of a phone fam <laughs> you know what i mean like yo i mean you can tweak the camera make a faster processor but it's like at the end of the day you know you've you've taken off on one of the phones you're taking off the the, the fingerprint you know, option. The other one's facial recognition, but it's like, you can only do, but so
1: much fam. You know what I mean? We've reached the mountaintop. For sure. For sure. Unless we get the hologram that come (laughs) up, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) and I mean, the thing about it is, it's like the world has moved into, and it's been going on for 10 years now, but it's really like at a hit now. Service based industries are more important than ever. For sure. Because, nobody wants to do the fucking work. So if you're in a service-based industry and you're actually good at it and you are dedicated to fulfilling whatever that service is, you're going to make a boatload of money because nobody wants to do the work. No doubt. And then on the other hand, content Mm -hmm. creation and and content ownership Mm -hmm. is super important because once you create a piece of content, if it's successful and it works, you can always just re-upload it again. Like we see Vlad all the time where it's like, he might be ahead of the curve on something in terms of like an interview or something mm-hmm. that's not prevalent, prevalent, mm-hmm. prevalent, but then somebody At go the and moment. get arrested there we go. two years down the line and then he... He's time like to drop, it. To time hold, to drop it. it. It's time to flashback, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Because he owns that content. So it's For like, sure. yo, you can monetize a piece of content mm-hmm. limitless amounts of times if you capture and own the right content. So it's like it's smart of somebody like Apple that has... Billions and trillions of dollars in for cash sure, for sure. to be looking to buy a content company. Like it just, it fits into their ethos as a business.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I read something where they said Apple could literally buy every NFL franchise <laughs> or almost every franchise between the NFL and the NBA and literally still have a ton of money left over. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I mean, I think that they're really at that point right now where it's like, yo, like, Yo, how much more can we do different to an iPad? You know, or what what else are we supposed to do to a MacBook? You know what I'm saying? You
1: look at it like they bought Beats, was that five or six years ago? Beats Audio. You, they don't even market it anymore. Yeah. I like, remember you used to see all the marketing commercials and all that stuff for Beats when they were an upstart yep. with LeBron and Richard Sherman mm-hmm. and Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you don't even see Beats commercials no Man. more. It's not a thing no more because it is it is what it is. It's a however many it's a billion-dollar-a-year company. They're going to yep. do it regardless. It ain't no point in dropping all this marketing dime into the company when it's going to do what it's going to do.
4: Yeah, yeah. Apple's next move, they just need to make a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, like real talk. Like, y'all done did every darn thing. I was like, it's 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 a wrap for that. But you absolutely right, chat with the content thing. And I really feel like, you know, with that being said, man, none of us, man, should have excuses for being broke, man. You know what I'm saying? Like too to, many to, the ways point, to make Too money. many ways to make money, man. And like you said, people don't want to do the work, which is why we see a lot of motivational speakers out here. Um, and it's a really tra- it's tragic that we have so many motivational speakers. Let's speak on that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, some folk are going to be like, oh, he hating. But it's like, no, they don't. Nah, they it's, don't.
1: Like, it's a hustle because yeah. a lot of these people like – they aren't really out here doing the work or really doing much of anything other than just talking.
4: Capitalizing off the people but like you said.
1: they and Capitalizing pe- off of
4: hope and despair. And bro people don't, like you said, but people don't want to do the work. So you know what motivational speakers do? The vast majority, right? If anybody are really, really real readers, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the life hack on a lot of these motivational speakers. They all read the same like 15 to 20 books and they're regurgitating the same information to the people. You It's know not what I'm saying? new information. Not new information at all. And they're literally sitting there, they're just just trying to spell it out to you differently. And then they'll go ahead and act like it's theirs instead of just really quoting where they heard it from. And
1: what they do is they use uh, extreme examples to tie into whatever that initial point all, is. All
4: the time, all the time. But then see, and people don't realize, right, that the hope in which they sell you is based upon the things that they'll flaunt before you, based upon the fact that they've made that money off of you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, you gotta do, like, you know what I mean? OG's in this thing. You gotta, like, a Les Brown that be like, yo, yeah, I just, you know, bought a jet and, you know, let me tell you how you can do this and be the best that you can be or whatever. And he's telling you to do everything else except what he's doing. Right. And, and he has the jet because you fools paid hey, three like, grand no, what to, watch you do? Him, to watch him. You fools <laughs> pay three grand and listen to him speak. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, you'll never get the jet like him. You won't. You won't. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the craziest thing about it. And like you said, people don't want to do the work. So like people read books and they drop little nuggets and little tidbits and they create online content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Create a master class to keep you coming to back. To keep you coming back. And fools read three books and now they got a
1: master class. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like and I'm not knocking those. And the concept of mastery alone is you gotta put ten thousand hours into something I'm to on even on. be considered a master. For an and expert, that's right. That's directly from Robert Green and that any business person to tell you that. Yep. So it's just yep. like it's it's the it's the it's like the uh, how can I explain? It's almost like the, the like they got like bait on oh, a reel, and they just trying to bait. like trying to reel you in it's with like little bait. the least amount of uh, bait and tackle we could put on here mm-hmm. is what we going to use to reel you in and keep you coming back.
4: Well, and you know what makes it easier for folks now. Stuff like these phones and and, and, and and tablets and everything else. Yeah, you can shoot
1: 4K You turn this on sideways, you, you, you can go. shoot 4K video.
4: Bro, the apps to make it easy for you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I watch people that put the words across the screen, right? And they'll say something so stupid and basic, but, like, the words are coming across the screen, and then they got the music in the background. They may do a little holler, and the next thing, you know, I'm watching 10,000 Fools reshare it and be like, oh, my goodness, this was heavy. <laughs> this was powerful. Yo, and I'm just like, yo, wait, I'm waiting for the rest. Where's that? <laughs> I'm looking like, yo, what did he say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does this mean? Nothing. You know what I'm but
1: again, you got, like, you got to cross the highway to get across the street. <laughs> <laughs> he like, wait, did I miss? You? you got to cross the highway to get across the street. You can't get to the bag if you don't get out of bed. And you just be like, oh, all right. God, oh, that you. makes sense. That makes sense. Yo, that's heavy.
4: <laughs> no, who literally who stays in the bed all day? Like every week, like just all People every who day. have
1: time to watch these Motivations. <laughs> 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 that, that, that too, Yo, man. And the thing is, right, what, what frustrates me about just humans in general, right, we're in the information age. There's so much information out here. There's so much DIY content. And uh, there was something I came across a couple weeks ago. There was an MBA course, a free MBA course on Amazon. Mm. You could download and get this MBA course. <laughs> it was like 30-something hours of like – what is like an abridged version of what they teach you in a two-year MBA, and it was on amazon it's like yo if i can find this information and i'm ripping and running doing what i'm doing a thousand things a day fam y'all can also it's so much do-it-yourself content on youtube like i know people like my, my old neighbor when i lived in this old building um my old neighbor i would always see him working on his car he had like a 04, uh, 05, BMW 745. And I would all see him working on his car. And he'd be changing the headlight or changing the air filter. This and like, man, I learned how to do this on YouTube. Yeah, so it's yeah. like people who want the knowledge are able to find it. Access it. My yeah. homie, uh, my man Blackbeard from uh from Maryland, he was uh try- rehab? He was had to rehab this house or whatever. He got this crib or whatever. He had to rehab this house. He hired a guy to do the hardwood floors, and he said, "All right, well, what's your rate to do the floors?" He like, he's like, he gave him this whole number. He like, no, not what I'm gonna buy the flooring, and I'm gonna be your apprentice. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. work with you on this. Whatever you need me to do, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be your student for however many days it takes to get these floors <laughs> done, and you're going to show me everything. So he ended up paying the guy like $4,000 or something like that, buying all the material, and he was the guy's apprentice. So now, after that, he knows how to do his own hardwood flooring mm. because he put the time in to my be man, an apprentice for two weeks and learn.
4: My man paid for his stuff to get done, and he got trade school at the same time. Brilliant.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. So those who want the knowledge and the information are able to find it in a various number of creative methods and ways. That's amazing. And it's like you just can't be lazy. Like you gotta like take the first step to go out here and do what needs to be done in order mm, to get mm. where you're trying to go.
4: That's real. That's real, man. That's real, man. We we definitely in a in a no excuse uh, day and age, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely in a no excuse day and age, man. Gotta have those multiple streams, and it's too easy to create different streams. You know what I'm saying? And different, do different things. And like you know, the brothers from Dope shows was on here talking about it, and. You know, like, yo, you, you can literally create your niche, carve your niche out, man, um, and pursue it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Too many people trying to take shortcuts, and that's why. That's the and biggest people issue. people capitalize, man. you know, people capitalize off of those that's trying to take the shortcuts. Yeah. So they sell you on stuff. Like, let me tell you how you can do. First and foremost, I don't know what you purpose to do in life. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't even know what your gift is. I don't what your skill is. set is. Yeah, you, I don't know what your gift is. So how the hell can I
1: tell you, you know, like, let me tell you how you can go ahead and do this. Because no, you, I don't what you know whack? that because what is your, what's your temperament? Like, how do you handle it? Adversity. What's your what work you, what ethic are you, like? Yeah, what's your work ethic like? What do you do when things don't go your way?
4: Come on. Come on.
1: But folks buy it and eat it up. You
4: know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but they, you know, apparently they tell us that the church is selling false hope, man. But they buying the false hope everywhere else. Everywhere else, y'all. It's crazy. Yeah, they buying it on the street
1: corner and ain't even getting no faith with it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Ain't getting no, get no faith
4: with it, man. It's just, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> man. You just gambling man and then still gotta pray over your gamble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's that's wild man. That's wild man. Somebody
1: I know they uh they was they was call they oh yeah, this girl I know whatever. She called her it's like, yeah, I'm she having some financial problems, whatever. She like, all right, I'm so her answer was I'ma go gamble. I'm gonna I'm gonna start betting the sports tickets or whatever and I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is not a good idea. Like I'm straight like yo, this is a horrible idea. Like please don't do this. Sure enough, she goes, she bet like three, four tickets, lose every ticket. Then she now she's sad about the money she lost. I said, "Yo, it's called gambling for a reason." Like, but she went. But the, the another problem was she went and watched Stephen A. Smith talk about who was going to win,
4: <laughs> and, 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 and then picks. took his picks. Didn't you know even what I'm saying? To Why, like I'm watch. The, I'm a watch
1: the experts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So now you three four hundred dollars behind where you already was. If you, I'm like, I'm like, this was a horrible idea.
4: Like, so, so now she raped bartender with a butt out. <laughs>
1: It'd be crazy. It'd be little situations like that where people just
4: you no know. no no knock to y'all either y'all to do that because I I don't want no flack. Please. No flack, no flack you know. from the bartender yeah, I don't community. Want no, yeah, I don't want no flack from the bartender community. Get it how you live. You know what I'm saying? Well, but.
1: crazy enough, I think that in the majority of the clubs, at least locally, have realized it's like. These pretty girls gonna come in here and steal. <laughs> like, they, still- <laughs> they gonna come in here and steal. They gonna they gonna keep sixty percent of the money and give me forty percent. Mm. I probably need to hire some more trustworthy employees. <laughs> uh. I went in this one bar up the northeast the other day. They had somebody, <laughs> my aunt behind the bar uh, Saturday prom time. I'm like, yo, this when you supposed to have your yeah, bad little chicks yeah, in here. Yeah. They got my aunt behind the joint. They, they said no, they, they need, need they need their money. Yeah, you they, they, got, they got they yeah. got bar maids, not there bartenders. <laughs> 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 they had the bar maids in that joint. Yo so man they bread
4: but she probably made the drinks the best too though
1: oh for sure yeah that's usually the, the case. old
4: head is like no i'm gonna give you something good yeah you know I mean? i'm gonna whip something up <laughs> yeah, make hold it's, whole, gonna, it's gonna be some
1: actual alcohol in yeah here. there you go <laughs> there you go all right so uh <laughs> just to wrap this up we got a couple questions man in the email uh somebody uh to the nba point uh if you swap Kawhi for a healthy kd do the raptors have the same type of season they had simply stated no <laughs> Yeah, no. no they probably would have won five or six more games because KD don't really miss games. Um, So they probably would have, instead of what, they win 60 games?
4: Almost, yeah. About, yeah, they didn't win, yeah 59, like,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They, so i give them a seven victory swing. So maybe they win 65 or 66 games <laughs> regular season Man. because K, cause Kawhi missed oh, yeah, 20 games yeah, yeah, for right, load management. Right, 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 right. He was first team all load management on oh, top right. of everything else he did. Right. So they might have won six or seven more games, but – they affect the game in two totally different yeah. manners. Yeah. Kawhi affects the game first and foremost from an intensity standpoint. Secondly, from a defensive standpoint yeah, defensive and standpoint. then yeah. offense.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, he yeah, he definitely – Kawhi definitely going to get out there and you're just going to look up and be like, yo, he really worked this for 27 tonight. Right. But he also made our star shoot 32% from the field. Today. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and KD definitely – and um, KD's
1: an excellent defender. Yeah, I'm going to say anything. But he, he ain't defend. Kawhi. Well,
4: yeah, he ain't Kawhi. Right, 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 right. That physicality,
1: he can't Kawhi literally, literally took away Giannis's ability to get to the basket for three-game straight.
4: That's a good point, man. Really,
1: Like, really the, good point. the MVP of the league, he just stopped it. Like, an unstoppable force that was running downhill, dunking on people all season. Yeah. He couldn't get to yeah. the basket.
4: Yeah. No, you're right. You're
1: right. So, it's like... <laughs> No, that's a good
4: point. That's a really good point. Now I agree with you. So,
1: with you. you know, in the beginning of the playoffs, Max Kellerman, I got to give Max Kellerman his props. He frustrates me at times, but he was on the Kawhi bandwagon early. Mm. Kawhi is the best player in the league. Kawhi is the best player in the league. No mm. LeBron in the playoffs. Kawhi, he was on it early right. and often. And he's like, he affects the game equally from an offensive standpoint as KD. He's like, maybe if it's a little bit of a drop ball, but his defense is so much better yeah. that you're your your plus minus and your return on investment is greater with Kawhi because even on a bad will he's still the one of the three best players in the league.
4: Yeah, and and the crazy thing is I would have thought Max was smoking dope, talking about maybe just a little off from like offensively with Katie. But then Kawhi start giving you, you forty. He started giving you forty-three and forty-four <laughs> on sixty like, yeah, percent shooting. Exactly. And, yeah. and I'm like, damn, like yo, like I know Kawhi was 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 vicious and could get you to yeah. twenty-eight and thirty-two, but he was dropping forties on people yeah. and and,
1: and yeah, playing both ends. He playing had no he he has no ceiling to his game. And it's like yeah. I'm interested to see how much more his game gets unlocked if he gets to be the primary offensive option with LeBron passing him the ball. Setting him up with a better shot and everything else, he's never going to get double teamed.
4: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah. And he had to work for them baskets too. He had to work
1: he for had them to baskets. earn them man. baskets. But yeah. he's just he's never out of position to make a good shot. That's
4: a that's a real good point, yeah, man. They definitely
1: It's like the Steph point where it's like Steph don't square his shoulders, he don't he don't be having the right vision, he looking away, like shit like Kawhi, if you go back and view all his games where he was killing the playoffs, he was never out of position laser to, focus. to get the shot off at the highest point or at the right point.
4: Yeah. And 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 I I say this though, that's a testament to Popovich too because Popovich coached that way, yeah. like, yo, he'll coach the Spurs. Yo, no, you play to get the best shot off. You know what I mean? Like, so you really rarely seen Kawhi playing out of control, you know, and he had those guys like Danny Green and stuff around him that also kind of knew that system and yeah. knew how to play that way. So that, that like you said, yeah, that's another bonus and added benefit, like, of him going to the Raptors and just knowing how to play that style of ball to where you got your man Van Fleet and all them going off. And it's just like, yeah. KD probably don't pull it out of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Correct. They probably all would be KD dependent and wouldn't yeah. know how to get off without it. It's a know? lot
1: of, even with the Warriors, it was a lot of standing and watching when KD would get the cooking and it's yeah. just like, all right, yeah. what are we doing?
4: Uh, Clay, it's your turn now. <laughs> Go ahead. You
1: got the next 15
4: shots. <laughs> right. Steph, okay, it's your quarter. You know what I'm saying? That's really how they would play. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree but with you. But
1: Kawhi on that. just picked his spots in such a way, it's like you can't do nothing but respect it. dude. Yeah. Like he, he went out there and took the championship. Yes, he did. Took it. Yes, he did. All right, so to, I would say Kawhi is a, a little bit better for sure for uh, like if yeah if, I, I give them that if if katie's a 96 Kawhi's a 90 yeah
5: it's picking hairs yeah, yeah
1: it's yeah, close like yeah. you you can't yeah you're set either way, way. you're yeah. set either way but one of these guys is a juggernaut on defense as well as on yeah
4: yeah i'm i agree with that
1: uh all right so somebody sent me another question uh to ask this is a special edition to ask chad with uh pastor carl uh <laughs> My question for the show is why do you think Philadelphians are so obsessed with fighting in the streets? I've lived oh. in other places and it's definitely not
4: normal. <laughs> Lord. Mm, 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 mm. You want to answer that first, man? All right. I mean, because you, 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 uh, to, be, to be fair, man, you know, you,
1: I'm out you, here you're around the barbarians. I'm, I'm around the mucking grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're around
4: the <laughs> barbarians a lot more.
1: All right, so. <laughs> to answer this question, there's really no real rhyme or reason. It's like, for whatever reason, like, Philly people th- deem it appropriate to, like, show up at, like, people's houses and, like, places of, like, work and, like, their place of worship <laughs> and will and we'll fight you. And yeah, it don't just... <laughs> show up to mine. That ain't safe. That ain't <laughs> that safe. Is, you show up to mine. That's totally not disclaimer. Man, that's <laughs> like, disclaimer. That's really not. Oh, I forgot. I got the real nigga of the week. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> What was the name of that podcast They Yo, gave you the real nigga? Of random the week? Acts
4: of Podcast.
1: Random Acts of Podcast. Pastor Carl was the real nigga of the week for last week. He had a tweet <laughs> that went viral uh, that he didn't know it went viral, yeah. but the right people saw it, and they, they gave him uh, <laughs> the real nigga of the week. <laughs> yeah, I,
4: it was in response to somebody saying that, man, they should start robbing pastors. And I just, I mean, I just was saying, you know, look, I implore that people do their homework on certain pastors first. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, that ain't safe, you know what I mean, with certain people, you know. Yeah. And and I just kindly stated, you know, I would do the eulogy for free, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, the eulogy on the is on me. <laughs> yeah, it's on the house, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you you know, you put a gun to me. um, And, you know, I left, I left a certain space and place of life a while back. But it's like, you know, especially with me just having a daughter, man, you know, last month, May 25th. Shout out to my baby girl. Shout out to the baby girl. Yeah, man. Cali summer day. So, but like, you know, with that being said, like. Yeah, man. Like everything is like heightened now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if I'm out, if if I'm out somewhere, yo, I'm just letting it be known. I love everybody. I really do. But if I'm out, like my daughter out with me too, it's like you gotta like be easy when you greet me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say what's up, but you know, just be be easy because you know I'm like I'm about to be like super duper overprotective. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like I'm gonna move like secret service. But you know, uh, but nah, seriously on the serious side though, yeah, it's just it just ain't safe to play with people, man. But Philadelphia anyway. On the flip side, yo, it was
1: a situation where a couple months ago, might have been last summer. I can't. these incidents run together when they just are so retarded. These incidents run together, but a girl went to this girl's house to fight her, and the girl went and come out, so she broke the windows of the house. <laughs> like, broke the house windows and broke the car windows too. Like, oh, wow. you won't come outside because wow. I'm gonna break all the windows at your mom's house, <laughs> and I'm gonna break the windows out of so the car. So I'm, I'm gonna force you I'm to come. I'm gonna force out. you to come on out. i oh, at man. some point you had to do something. And it's like, yo, and and the sad part about it is, it's majority the girls in Philly that's the ones fighting in the street. I see more viral videos that I can catalog in my head of women in Philadelphia. The Lancaster Ave fight. I know you saw that. Oh, <laughs> I know you remember that day. Old Twitter where them girls was all campaigning and oh meet up on Lancaster goodness, Ave oh and met goodness. up on Lancaster Ave and rumbled in front of the uh, beer distributor <laughs> like- <laughs> It's like the backdrop so, to y'all nonsense be the, through the roof <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beer distributor
4: too, man, like go go in there, man, get your uh, uh, your, your mango reader and just go yeah just having it. yo man, my thing is this though like so so with that being said, Chad, right, you say the majority of the women, so why is the narrative that the men so trash in Philadelphia then?
1: I don't know that's that's like a reverse psychology, you.
4: Easy scapegoat, uh, deflection. That's
1: deflection. Oh, at a I, I could pull up ten videos right now. <laughs> <laughs> right
4: now. <laughs> well, well, I guess to their defense, they would say this man. At least they're fighting, man, and not shooting each other.
1: Well, that's true because you know, with with these uh, young black men, they first thing they do is get the guns. Oh man, and they, we need to stop that. But on a real, I would say this, man. Like, <sighs> man,
4: um can we please start to gather, you know, some sense? And really realized that, like, yo, like, you you got your girlfriends that got you on live, you know, and you're committing a crime, you know, like, busting windows out and... You know, busting somebody upside their head like that—that that you're committing a crime. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, like, you know, you, and
1: certain crimes don't need an accuser. Like, this is oh, just the oh, evidence. Oh no, that
4: don't. That don't.
1: <laughs> it's it, going to be the state of Pennsylvania versus you. And,
4: and I need people to understand, like, you know, so some of the work that I do in community, like with participatory defense, every week, every Tuesday night, like we have a hub in which we take on clients who fight the justice system. You'd be surprised how many cases where literally, like, back judges are sending dudes to jail over the social media. You know, people are literally finding things out via social media. Yeah. Yo, the police use social media, y'all. Extensively. If, if, fam, if they're suspending officers for improper use of social media, right. what makes you think <laughs> they're not watching yeah, the animals? Yeah, well, they suspend like, the like 72 animals. officers or
1: something like that? Yeah.
4: So what makes you think they're not watching the animals? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, we got to be smarter, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I say that term because like, that's what we're acting like. When, you know, Animals don't have reason. They don't have the ability to reason like humans. So when we act like we, we we don't have ability to reason. We act like, like we don't have good sense. Yeah, there we go. So it's like, yo, we got to be mindful. And I just don't understand that either. But I, I just need a lot of these women and these men to think, like, yo, a lot of us have children out here, too. So, like, dog, like, you, you got a job you got to go back to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, not to mention you pulling up to somebody Please do remember that there's guns all over the city and everybody else got right. razor blades, hammers, <laughs> and and all the stuff that you bring in. Shanks, yeah, ice I, picks, all, all of that too. You know what I'm saying? So like, yo, you are literally putting yourself at risk for Lord knows what. Whether it's over God, whether it's over social media argument or whatever the case may be, like, dog, don't throw your life away for trash. Yeah, please, bro. Come on, man. Like, come on, we got to be smarter than this, yo. Like, so yeah, man, I, I don't get it either. Man, that's a good question, though, man.
1: It's it's a tough one man cuz it's like every day if I log on Twitter right now I'm sure I could find somebody randomly rumbling. There was this one girl <laughs> one day, and she was like a little small chick. I seen her fight about <laughs> 7 people. Seven she people. was she was on some little side block up Frankfurt. She was rumbling everybody. People that didn't even want to fight. She was punching on them. I'm like, "Yo, this is bad, man. Like mm, y'all got to stop mm, this." Mm, mm. It's a beautiful day outside too. It was like a Thursday. She just out here beating everybody up
4: on the nicest days, man.
1: That's usually when it goes down.
4: But it is something it is something that's terribly wrong with the culture in Philly. And and you know the sad thing is right, you get a lot of people who try to say, Oh, it's like that everywhere And it'd be a lot of people that don't go a lot don't go everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like, Yo, no, like I've really visited other cities and do work in other cities and sat with people and like, you know, there are issues that they talk about, you know be vastly different on a lot of yeah. different levels. You know what I'm saying? Like, other areas may have gang activity. There's no gangs. Y'all not even gangs, and y'all really not beefing over nothing. Right. Like, y'all just acting a fool, man. It's crazy, man.
1: Y'all beefing over blocks where your mom been renting the house for 17 years? Man,
4: beefing without no money. Like, it just... Yeah, it's,
1: beefing it's, indiscriminately for nothing and nobody, and then y'all be back friends in four days. Yeah, man. It, you know, and a lot of these fights
4: happen too, man. I'm gonna say this too, that, you know, too many folks just kind of rashly and overly invest themselves in the people that they're meeting off the internet, you know, and without really fully assessing who people are. Absolutely. And, and, and then they get upset when they find out that these people are like, idiots you know what i'm saying but it's yeah. like yo you've also overly invested yourself which is why you're so upset and then y'all have these falling outs and then like you said people are going back and being cool it's just a lot it's it's a, it's really a lot to unpack man and like people have this false sense of pride that they feel like they have to hold up against to, to strangers on the internet so like yeah. let me get on camera yeah. you know incriminate myself because i gotta prove something to the 3500 out of the 3900 or thirty thirty seven hundred 3700 that that i really don't even know right you know what I'm saying? To carry out this persona that I'm really not. Like is
1: Yeah. All right, I got I got one last question. It's for my man Black. Uh shout out Black. Uh I don't know your social media, but yeah, shout out to you. He's which, a which supporter blood? of the show. He just uh, joined Culture Chain Christians. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Corey, man. Yeah, Coming to church, out. man. Yeah. Uh, Corey said this is a question. He said, in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of dating in 2019? Uh, Pastor's married, so I guess I'm to have to take this one, unless you have an interesting take on this. I mean, I'll follow up, man. Go ahead. All right. Him. So <laughs> the pros and cons. The, the number one con is that everybody is either hurt or fake hurt, and – because of that, it leads to where you don't know if you're having an honest exchange of building with somebody or not. Like You don't know if it's a genuine exchange of experience or if people are gathering intel to use it against you and finesse mm-hmm. you later. Got gotcha. you. That's probably the biggest con to dating right now is the lack of genuine honest interactions amongst people. And there's a big gender war going on right now. We see it on social media all the time. The men are blaming the women, the women are blaming the men. The men uh, the women saying the men ain't got no money. The men are saying the women are trying to use them for their money. It's like a whole daily war that's going on at least on my social media and I know you see some of it <sighs> spill over into yours that's and it's every day, man. Yeah, it's like it's a constant everyday thing where you seeing that. The pro of dating right now is that there is a, if you're just dating, there's an easier access to people. Like you can Mm -hmm. meet and find interesting people anywhere, like Mm -hmm. whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Black Planet <laughs> Bumble. That's still around. Black Planet's still around. <laughs> it's they relaunched it recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they relaunched it. Uh Bumble Bring back my space. <laughs> Tinder. You says like you can find there's like what well, something that my man Bonnik told me. He said that there's dope stuff happening everywhere. You just may not be aware of it because you ain't there. So there yeah. just, by that same token, there's dope people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Australia, Europe. Uh, California, Texas its dope people everywhere. So you may find that one or two rare dope person that's out there that you connect with and y'all have, you know, stimulating conversation and, da, 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 and it may turn into something. It may open your mind to wherever they are to say, damn, that's going on over there. Maybe I need to leave where I'm at and go over there. So the, the access to people that are from all over the world can potentially open up a different, World in a different way of thinking, so those are like my top pro and my top cons of dating right now. But overall, if you got somebody that you like, love, care about, hold on to them because this shit is garbage.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yo, real talk, man. Or you can could, you, you could find like five or six dope people that you want to date if you like love. You know what I'm saying? If you love, like you have like five or six that you could date and all that, man. Shout out to love, <laughs> man. I just had to throw a jab at my brother. <laughs> but but yo, on a real though, you know, my I, I really think the biggest. I just think the biggest problem, right, because I I think the pros that you said, Chaz, is is very, very very, very relevant. Um, But I would say this, man. The biggest problem, man, for me, because I come across a lot of people who date, you know what I'm saying, and seek my advice on things, you know, for obvious reasons. But – The biggest problem right now with the dating pool is that people are really dating without no clear intentions or person uh, or purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and when I say that, I'm not saying you got to initially, you know, uh, start to entertain or talk to a person clearly just thinking with marriage in mind. But a lot of times, folks don't even think friendship. I'm (laughs) I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I think. I think friendship should be the first intention behind f- behind dating like yo let me let me try to build a friendship because see a lot of people just seek this dating situation and they want to th- they they want to think, hey, maybe I can get some good meals out of this situation. Or what kind of money can I <laughs> seek from a person? Maybe they help me with some bills. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of different. What kind men, of distress or, story can I give them? D- there we go. And men may just be thinking about the sexual aspect and everything else. And then we wonder why we'd be like, yo, we only been talking for two months and we... Going at each other like we together. Well, y'all failed to even really build a friendship. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like everybody's trying to turn it from zero to sixty way too fast now because people been hurt. Because people feel like I don't know certain milestones are coming up. I'm 30, I ain't married yet. I'm 35, I ain't got no family yet. You My know what birthday I'm saying? coming yeah. up. I'm trying to go to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so like with that, everybody has their own agenda, and the biggest agenda should be like, yo, listen, first, yo, listen, we gonna kick, we can we can go out, we can chill, we can kick it, but yo, let's build a real friendship first. You know yeah. what I mean? And that way we're not really overly investing ourselves emotionally into this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I'm really just getting to know you. Like, what we gonna do when we date? Let's take our time and really understand who each other are because at some point, we might mess around and realize that, yo, maybe we should just kind of be friends and we can be okay with being friends because we just be like, yo, you really can't be a girlfriend to me and maybe I ain't boyfriend material for you. You follow right. what I'm saying? But like, nobody even cares about being friends no more. It's like, again, everybody kind of <laughs> got their own agenda. You know what I'm saying? Or well, somebody might even be dealing with you because they still hurt and trying to prove to somebody else they ain't hurt no more. Right. So
1: now it's like... It you as a bridge
4: to get come over the last Come street. on. You know what I mean? And then that don't even work. So it's like, I think, man, that everybody need to, if you're going to date people, man, like really start doing it with the intentionality of saying like, yo, listen, man, I'm trying to build a friendship first because even as it trickles into marriage, and I think that's like one of the greatest aspects of my marriage with my wife, like, yo, man, my wife is like my homie. Like me and my wife really talk about everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if Dre drop a new picture, I can be like, yo, <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. But the, I, I do not even know why I said that for y'all. But listen, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know what I'm saying? Me and my wife discuss everything though. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing be off the table when we talk. So it's just like, you know, cause we really homies. And she might actually be the one to tell me, like, oh yeah, like she keep me hip to stuff, cause I'll be like, yo, who this on my explore page? Oh, that's what's the name, baby mom. You know what I'm saying? And you know, she like, yeah, she's nice looking and stuff like that. Or she'll keep me up uh, updated or afloat with what's happening, you know what I'm saying? So like when Chad be promoting some of these rappers, I'm like, yo, who is this? You know what I'm saying? But anyways, it's just like I really believe I believe that, like, as you go into and venture into, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, status, claim, whatever titles y'all may start to hold to each other, the key that's going to keep all of that, man, is friendship. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yo, after you know, if you're going to jump the gun and you're going to have sex before you marry and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Of course, I'm not advocating that. But I'm just saying, like, if that's the case, at some point, that's going to become old, too, to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you got to be able to have a solid friendship with the person that you really try to rock out with. So
1: I just think also, I just think people don't even be, like, knowing who they're dating. Like, you be people yeah. be dating people for six, seven, eight months, two years, and don't know nothing about them. Like, don't really know nothing. Like, they don't know, like, oh, yeah, I killed somebody back yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. like, 1999. Yeah. Like, they don't be, like, I be like, yo, what type of questions do y'all but be dig it,
4: But dig it, bro, and it go back to the friendship aspect. So, it's like, you, you meet a lot of different, and I ain't even talking from a dating perspective, peop- okay? Yeah, people. You meet a lot of people in general. So, let's just say you see a couple people frequenting out to a lot of events you at. Y'all connect, and y'all just vibe. You still, right? Because of the premise of friendship, you pay attention to a brother. You see what I'm saying? Like, hey, let me figure out a little bit more about him and all that. I ain't ready to tell him, like, yo, let's do business together. Yeah, you know I need what to know
1: if I can be around you because I need to know if it's bullets flying, if they for Come you on. or for me. All I of need that. to know what's all going
4: on. All of that. And it's like, we don't even do that with the—well, the, not we. I'm married, but— we as a people, we don't do that. <laughs> I gotta be clear. <laughs> gotta be disclaimer, clear. disclaimer. But, yeah, disclaimer, disclaimer. Yo, but listen, but like, we don't do that as a people. Like, yo, it's just instantly, yo, I'm attracted, boom, let's go ahead, let's get on the fast track. Now, take me out somewhere nice because Twitter rules say you have to do this. You know what I'm saying? And then also my rules is maybe you got, 30 days before you bust a move for me. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's just like we ain't really getting to know each other at yeah. all because we're not seeking to really – I'm not even looking at you to be my friend. Like And, again, people that we really call friends, fam, you know, we call – well, we only call each other friends. We call each other family because yeah. we've really got 15-plus years. In. But it's like, yo, we really – man, even longer than that because we're, yeah. we're getting old. Because we're old. Like you know said, we're yeah. <laughs> teens. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, man. But, anyway, with that being said, before we call somebody, my homie, it's like, no, fam, I really I didn't know you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm going to do my homework. Like, from a street
1: perspective, yeah. I got to find out you a rat. I got to find yeah, out. I need to know if you got a good name. I got to know if you burnt there four you niggas out of 500. Like, I got go. to know what's going on. I got to know if you. uh. T- told four chicks that you was gonna flip their income tax and never brought their bread back. Like, <laughs> I need to know what's going on with you because as soon as I throw a picture up with you, talking about, oh, my, my dog, my bro, XYZ, somebody's gonna, the truth always comes come to on, the light. Somebody, somebody gonna DM me and be like, why are you with this lame? What you talking about? No, he says, you don't know that he, XYZ. Yeah. Now I gotta, come on. I gotta wear the burden of what you got going on because I'm standing next to you. Yeah. So, yeah. it's like the importance of doing the right type of homework on people has really been devalued and diminished mm-hmm. in the recent era because people are just going into situations with expectations and intentions yep. to get what they're trying to get so they don't they don't be knowing the person that they're actually dealing with they're just trying to figure out a trigger on how to get what they want out of it
4: bro because you know why people expect age to reflect maturity, so that's why they look at you and they say oh you thirty four you thirty five Oh, all right, yeah, you know better now. I'm press 30 seconds. You a <laughs> right, husband. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, I know you have to know, or I know you've been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Or I know who you are, so yeah, I know you I, should know maybe better. Maybe I
1: didn't been through a lot. Maybe Come I'm on. 32 and I was in a relationship since I was 15. Come and, on. and she died tragically or left me. or whatever. Yeah. Who's to say? Like, yeah. who's to say that I have all this experience? I might not.
4: There you go. You got to go. ask
1: the right type of questions.
4: Get to know people, man. And, again, when you really start building with a person as a friend, you're not as emotionally invested, so you don't play yourself. You see right. what I'm saying? <laughs> worst case scenario. All right, yo, we had dinner a couple times, went to Starbucks, and we really started having conversations and just realized, yo,
1: this wasn't it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, I done friends on plenty of chicks. Plenty of them. they be like, did you friend zone me? Yes, Absolutely.
4: You're a cool person.
1: You're a cool person. I like you. We can hang all that, but yeah, no, this ain't, we we don't match up in enough areas to, to deal with one another. Absolutely. And I'm not going to sacrifice what I want out of a... a, a Dating situation or a relationship situation just for the sake of, oh, you look good or whatever. I don't care. I, I don't yeah. care about that. Like, do we match up? How yeah. how many boxes do you check on yeah. whatever my list is? Well,
4: cause, fam, listen, people have to think down the line. You start trying to build marriage and start talking family. That stuff means something. So... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, are are you suitable? You know what I'm saying for me to really right. build? What's with? your
1: temperament like? If I tell you no, I can't do something right now. Are you gonna set my car on fire? You know what I'm saying? Like these. For well, sub tweet me all day. <laughs> yeah, like I need to know these <laughs> type of things. Sub tweet me, but putting my name in it or my initial, <laughs> and you know who I'm talking to. See, dot dot dot, <laughs> all that nonsense. It's crazy out here, man. So yeah, the the the, the put a bow on this. Get. Really get to know people. Investigate who you dealing with and who you think you want to be dating. Be friends first. Yeah. Be okay with things not going your way. That's another thing. Everybody want everything to go oh, their way. way. Oh, for sure. And it's like, for no, sure. the first... That's just life, period. Things life. not always going to go yeah. your way. Yeah. Dating, yeah. work, whatever. That's it's real It's not rap. always going to go the way you want it to go. That's real
4: rap, bro. We got, we got to do a dating episode, man. A sensible one because, you know, yeah. a lot of people y'all had on that one
1: job. Oh, man. Listen. That dating episode was wild. <laughs> one, short,
4: shorty, uh, shorty voice was deeper than ours.
1: <laughs> she, was, she was trying to get with Matt a little.
4: Oh, my she goodness. She was trying
1: to holler at Matt big time.
4: I saw that, too. <laughs> oh, my <laughs>
1: goodness. <laughs> she was trying Yo, to I don't at know Matt what I would have did,
4: man, on that episode, cause.
1: I mean, I don't yeah. Yeah, that joke was a little strange. We're gonna get some more suitable, credible people up yeah, here for the next dating episode. Yeah. You man. know, people with uh with careers and, and stuff like <laughs> that. <laughs> people that don't sell feet pics. We're gonna get regular upstanding human beings on the next dating episode.
4: Hey yeah, man. Definitely got relaunched that joint, man.
1: For sure. So we're gonna have that coming up soon. Uh next week, Dope Fest, Saturday, July sixth, live from the man center. Uh, Fairmont Park, West Philly, 5200, what was it 5201 Parkside Avenue um, in West Philly? Uh, dope Fest at the Sky Stage. Doors open at 11 a.m. It's going to run till about 10 p.m. P&B Rock is headlining. They said Dirk is going to be there. If Dirk don't show up, it ain't on Dope Shows. Don't blame Dope Shows. If Dirk don't show up, he got his own set of problems. His team said he going to be there and they're not worried about it and they trying to book an after party. Uh, Young Dolph, Push It T, Cowboy. Uh, the baby, Roddy Rich. I forgot about Roddy Rich. How I forget about Roddy Rich. Uh, Roddy Rich, uh, Rocky, uh, fake bitches Hero from Philly. Sim Santana, I got the hottest record in the city, flexing and flashing. Uh, kill switch and the realest podcast ever. I'll be there. Hopefully, I'm not on at 11:45, Mayor. If I'm on 11:45, i gonna be a little late, bro. Oh, yeah, you don't get up before two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, the last couple of weeks, I've been waking up at 9:30 every day. Changing my life. Last two weeks, waking up at nine thirty. Today was not one of those days, though.
4: I, I won't talk about how Chad took two weeks to call me back on the. Yo, it was idea. so
1: bad. I apologize. I'm apologize mm-hmm. on the air. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. He was trying to put me on some money, and I yeah, called me man. back. For I two mean, weeks. I mean, we t- we text every day, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we text every day, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm horrible with phone calls. Yeah. I'm putrid with phone calls. I'll text somebody back, yeah, what's up? <laughs> right at the same time. Like, pick the phone up. Oh, my bad heart. Hold on, I'm going to call you back. Yeah. I be having too much going on sometimes, needless to say. Uh, I, I mean, I
4: can understand it. Trust <laughs> me. In
1: my lot. line of work, I can understand. we <laughs> have having a lot
4: going be, on, be man. having
1: <laughs> a lot going on. Some good, some bad. I be having a lot going on. Anything no you want to plug before you get out of here, bro?
4: Nah, man, just uh, be on the lookout, man. We taking the streets back. That's what we doing, man. We changing the culture. Um, you know, like I said, man, we got this program, cast Off the Conquerors, going on. Um, and we definitely trying to do what we can, man, to really help pour into these youth, but also the young men in the city too. Um, I've been through a lot of what they've been through, um, and praise God, you know, I had the chance to really turn my life around. Uh, but now it's about laying my life down to try to make sure it's better for my sons, and um, it's certainly gonna be better for my daughter because she ain't gonna date till she thirty. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's so a whole another yeah, show. That's a whole another show. <laughs> that's a whole another show. But um, but yeah. So anyway, man, feel free to join us, man. We got me- Monday. Nights from 6.30 to 8.30, we got men's group, you know what I mean? Real, real group of men, you know, where brothers come through. We talk about everything, man, 6.30, 8.30, so tomorrow – Um, You know what I mean So 2233 West Allegheny Avenue We in North Philly Church Sunday morning at 9am You know what I mean Definitely at 9am So please be there Um, And Wednesday nights We have a women's group man Dope group of women man We got young folk Coming through there man Church just growing man We doing a lot man We really really take care Of each other We look out for each other You don't believe me You can ask around Um, And yeah that's kind of it man It's
1: a beautiful thing man You really out here Doing the work man In the community Um, If y'all see Pastor Carl You can approach him respectfully say what's up (laughs) don't be on no rah rah stuff we got his daughter with him throw your hand up and keep it pushing yeah that's all that's (laughs) my daughter with me man
4: otherwise (laughs) man you know listen man i show everybody everybody that run into me know i show love you know what i'm saying like real talk you know what i mean so i was kind of joking tongue-in-cheek with that (laughs) man you know but yeah seriously man like yo please you see me man run up on me speak like let's let's embrace each other you know what i mean like let's you know i mean let's be let's be bigger than what philly represent right now
1: I know that's right. Um, again, shout out to dope shows for coming through. Shout out my boy News Huddle. He just put out his project. Uh, it's called Trying to Beat the Eyes. Make sure y'all go Apple title, Apple Music title, all of that. Um, go ahead and get that project. You can purchase it on iTunes for a small seventy ninety nine. I'm gonna go ahead and 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 cop that up today. That's my boy. Shout out to uh News representing West Philly. He uh. Live from the A right now. he have been in the A for a couple of years. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got, man. Uh, TRPE is back. First time in six weeks, man. Excellent show. Thank you, brother, uh, Pastor Carl, for coming out and being, you know, my, my co-pilot for the day. Always. Helping me navigate through these murky podcast waters. Again, shout out to Dope Shows. We're going to have a crazy show next Saturday, and then I will be back here next Sunday. What you got going on next Sunday? You coming back? i come back. Pastor Carl might be back yeah, next I'm Sunday. Back,
4: Listen, though, this is my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing anything for him, man. That's that's my dog. Hopefully you
1: know I mean? Matt is off administrative leave. He'll come back and join us next Sunday. We're going to leave the door open. Matt, come back.
4: You got you to gotta have poker cards and some fried chicken <laughs> around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell him poker and fried chicken.
1: <laughs> poker and fried chicken Sundays live and, and, from and some, TRP. And, and some Diet Wawa <laughs> lemonade. You know what I mean? Then he's going to come back around, man. <laughs> we out of here, man. TRP episode eighty.
0: So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.